All right, I think that's enough trolling. Okay, all right. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. All it took was the off button to be on for the show to go forward. So every once in a while, Eagle and I have this conversation of like, when do we stop working for FPF? And we always say, well, at some point, somebody as insightful and intelligent as Peace uh, will come by. And um, somebody will t- come and take Eagle's p- place. Who has a, spot, usurp our control, yeah, usurp so to control. speak. Like, like somebody like Eagle who's, who's got some technical ability and who, who understands sort of creative content as well. And all I have to say to that is, not yet, bitches. Iggy, you're terrible. You, how'd you mute the entire show? That was awesome. We, and like, we worked for two Dude. full hours. We were well, paid. You worked an hour 45. Hour yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, didn't, I left <laughs> during the picks. Yeah. So... Nobody got to see it because nobody in their right mind watched an entire mute episode. But at the, during picks of the week, my car was here and um, I was going to uh, the Batman movie. Yes, right. And so I had to leave the show. And I was leaving in such a hurry that I couldn't unplug my chargers because I was worried about unplugging the yeah. show. <laughs> so my laptop charger... Turns out it wouldn't have fucking mattered. It eh? wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. My favorite, though, was getting messages the next day like, hey, the show's not on Spotify. And I'm like, trust me, you don't want me to upload this. Uh, it would have been fun, though, right? Because I'm curious to see how many minutes we would have gotten. I think probably like a minute 90. Like a, uh, sorry, like 90 total seconds. combined, like how many minutes total would have been listened to? Oh, maybe a couple of minutes. People would maybe fast forward it thinking, okay, maybe there's a glitch. And by minute five, minute 10, we're back on. Uh, it would have been a good way to scam for I'm 400 minutes. I'm going to check our, our analytics, actually, on our channel just to see where we're at for that one, as it's fun. Um, while I do this, you guys want to give, like, a quick TLDW on the last show? Like, what did you guys actually talk about? I don't remember. Eagle, the second the lights go off, I, I don't, don't remember what yeah, we yeah. said. People ask me, hey, uh, you put the guest me. I'm like, uh, you are who again? <laughs> That's how it well, is. The, so let's peel back the curtain. While we're doing the show, we're doing a million things. We're trying to keep it fresh. So, like, we're trying to prepare jokes. We're trying to prepare content as we go. So, you know, we don't remember the specifics. No. It's why we contradict each other, ourselves, rather, yeah. week after week after week. Uh, we talked about flag football. We actually had a lot of really insightful commentary on the women's league for once because uh, we got some info from Francois Delorier. Hopefully, we'll get that. Look at that. Look at, Look that. at that spike. Look at that. Look at that. Uh, spike going down and down and down. Seventy-one percent of viewers are still watching it around this thirty-second mark, which is typical. So yes, right when the music ends, that's when they're like, "Wait a minute!" Seems odd. Yeah, so the fact odd. that we're just above zero percent shows that we did continue uh, to have one or two people listen to the show. But that's our drama. I know. That's our, people listen to a minute and twenty-seven seconds of silence because of how much they love us. Yes, of course. All right, let's dive into it uh, since we're back live on air. We're back. We're back. Yay. Excellent. Uh, let's dive into a dip one, dip two, as we are now uh, through three weeks of the season. And now the return, the triumphant return of uh, Daniel Lazara, uh, who will be playing for Gryffindor and had to sit out the first couple weeks, three weeks of the season. Uh, they'll be fully loaded here. So the return of Dan Lazara, who did not play in the uh, fall cup piece, has not played since September when they won the spring season over a Braves. Mm-hmm. So are we liking this as a Matthew Stafford Super Bowl run return or Carson Wentz versus the Jaguars week 17 of the NFL season? Well, week 17 of the NFL season seems like 100 years ago. I what know. happened? In, oh, is the, the Jags won the game. The Jags won and Carson and Wentz the looked like yeah, I remember now. Yes. And that sent him to Washington. Yes. All right. Got it. I'm up to date. Um, well, so look, the t- any team is instantly improved by adding Dan Lazare to the team, right? And the team was built 
to have him on the team. Um, I like the collection of talent. I think that uh, the roster is small, so I worry if there's like somebody who's missing in terms of availability or uh, someone who's injured. It's actually bigger than I thought, but they only have so far three players that have played two games. Yeah. So I'm curious to see where the actual roster is. The, the names themselves are impressive, right? Like Isaiah Lard, AJ Gomes, um, Jaden, and Teddy Fournette. Um, th- that's cool. It's it's cool to see that you have a lot of established talent in FPF. I'm just curious to see who the the full time pieces are. Um, so yeah. here's the fun question: Their yes. next game is against Fuagmal Sac this upcoming Sunday, technically March 13th. One thing that happened last week hmm. that but isn't the uh, isn't the drop date coming March 12th? March 12th though? is really oh, it's March 12th. 12th. Oh, he's, I thought yeah. it was the 14th. No, okay, no, no, he's got pushed up by two days. Whew. One day. So, um, I um, I, everyone's gonna lay out. Uh, I made this apology last week, but it was inaudible. I mentioned uh, oh, in the first episode that uh, from two weeks ago that Flagman Sack had never won a championship. They're the reigning winter champions from 2019. 2019 is an entire pandemic ago. Um, guys, we're going to get stuff wrong sometimes. I'm sorry. The worst part, Eagle, is I remember you and I exp- exclaimed and how happy we were with like Flagman Sack finally getting over the hump, beating the boys But here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to claim instead that what happened is Mandela effect. And D-Boys retroactively won the championship. Sorry, Flagman Sack, because it can't be that I'm wrong. Therefore, Mandela effect. Then again, it was a three-hour show, and we were basically, like, huffing on air by the end of yeah, the By ourselves in the first week. Yeah. We were on fumes. So, when we look at this, and, and by the way, Quasi Gordon Mall and, and Jared Taylor were there last week, but did not have the uniform number, so did not get to be okay. played for. So, they are the But roster. are they on the team full-time? I think they are. I believe they are. So, we look at the games that's left from there. So, they're in an 0-2 hole. They have eight games left. Quick shout out, by the way. Yes. Stephen Harper said played his first Division One game. Yeah, he asked me, uh, "How do I do?" I go, "Listen, Steve, man, so it's you know it's a lot faster." Yeah. So like Div three, Div four, but like where twenty for twenty nine, two fifteen. Like yeah, I know he threw two that, picks, but that's yeah. not bad. Yeah, there's some throws that he wish he had that he could have uh, completed, but he was kind of gun shy. So look, they're zero two, so they're, they're in a two game hole now with eight to go. Um, their schedule isn't as tough. I mean, Flagmore Sack is gonna be a tough out no matter what, but they got got skills back to back weeks. Which they can easily make up those two um, two wins right there. Oh, and, and they have a double header in week eight: Braves at six o'clock, and then Fuagmalsac at uh, right. And then you got, an got the All Stars week before on April third, right? So, the, so look, if they're gonna make their run now, guys, and I think Dan Lazara and seeing him warm up and, and playing on the sidelines at St. Leo and stuff, uh, he's chomping at the bit. I think he's ready to go. They could get themselves a three game winning streak, and I, I can't wait to see them play Fuagmalsac on Sunday in Lachine. And what they can do with that team because Flagmo Sack looks pretty lethal. And, and they show that they can be very destructive with what they have on offense and on defense with both talents playing very well. So, um, am I crazy to think that even despite this start, Gryffindor should make the playoffs anyway? Because the top four teams are Braves, All Stars, Flagmo Sack, and Gryffindor. Like, how many wins do you think God Skills will leave the season with? Well, they're, they're the type of team that will pull off a win when you don't expect it, right? They've done it before. But how many total wins do you think? They'll, they'll, three, max? <sighs> I can give them four. Because they have a crossover against KGP, who I think are about the same level of God skills. Yeah. I think both are lower-tier Division One teams. Yeah. Um, you know, they have a whole lot of, like, almost like All-Stars and Braves. They got All-Stars twice. Uh, they got back-to-back games against Gryffindor. Um. 
I I don't know. Look, if if they lose, if they get swept, if sorry, if they get swept by Gryffindor on the back-to-back game, no, uh, swept uh, not Mandela effect. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the word swept. was never swept; it's uh, swept. Swept. Uh, if they get swept by uh, Griffin uh, by Gryffindor in the back-to-back games, then it's gonna be tough with five to go at that point. Because well, at that, at that point, Gryffindor almost clinched. The <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they win both the games. They can etch their name into the uh, fifth because fourth spot. it's as if they won three games because right. they have the they have the head-to-head. Right. Now. I have a f- more fun question for this Give team. Me. Go for it. Why do you think they selected Gryffindor as their Hogwarts house? I think in, rep- in retaliation to Mo Khan. Because every, ga- every name they've gone with has been with my last name. So but which house would you be then? I don't know. House Khan is clear. But, I mean, that's not as not clever. House. Yeah. No. It's just the, that's just his house. Yeah. Did you guys do that in school where it's like your, your professor puts you in like a Hogwarts house? I uh, predate... Harry Potter in high school, yeah, so no. Do, uh, my brother, when my brother went to the same high school, they did they did houses though. They I ended houses. up in House Slytherin in school, but sense. I identify as a Ravenclaw. Eagle I'm, uh, is proud of that. More moment. witty than y'all. Yeah, Iggy, I, Iggy and Eagle are proud of that moments right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. We're off to a flyer though with the show with the with the mic actually working today. So props to you, Eagle, <laughs> you know, for yeah. being that. Hey, at least one of us belongs. I think if, exactly. I think if anything, uh, Iggy was Hufflepuff. Mm, clearly, because exactly. he couldn't figure out how mics work. Uh, okay, so B-Ballers, look, uh, Division 2 right now, should we put them in the conversation of being the contender? Because I've seen them play a couple of times now. Uh, it's not the same team as in years past with that core group, but they still have a decent roster, guys, that they can put up points. I like their defense a lot. Very tenacious, uh, opportunistic at times with what they do on third and fourth down situations. At 2-2, two and two, I mean, they play the most games right now with six to go, but... I had them in that conversation of, of being a top five team when it's all said and done. They are a team with a great tackle pedigree. You know, guys like uh, Charles Verreau and, and Jeremy Murphy. And, uh, you know, and then you have sort of the FPF royalty and J.D. Chevalier and, and, and those guys. Um, it, to me, it comes down to William Trottier and, and how consistently he can perform at this level. He's a career 106.3 quarterback rating, right? So, yeah. like... It's obviously um, a guy who, who can't compete. This is the first time in Div 2, though, right? Yes. This is, yeah. This so is B-Ballers' first uh, rodeo. The fact that he's already going 4-1 to one touchdowns and interceptions um, and didn't turn the ball over against a Division One team in Gryffindor. Um, and played well, arguably, that roster was not a Division One roster. Fair, but it's Division Two at least, right? Fair, yes. Um, and there's on Smith he played well against him. Like he, he had the two, inter- he had the, the sorry, he had the interception, but like you know, Ursan Smedzik is is like KGP in that they're a borderline Division two team. They're likely to be Division th- Division one by the next time winter rolls around, right? Yeah. So, um, given all that information, I think he's talented enough that while they he might not be able to compete truly as a like a championship uh, at a championship caliber, I think they can be disruptive in the division. Yeah, and look, they have a big game against uh, Hashtag NR on Sunday in Loyola, and that could flip them into the top five conversation than being on the outside looking in from the pack of elite teams that we have in Div 2. Uh, I just wonder, I mean, look, when you have a, a Chevalier on that roster, uh, th- that helps immensely. Uh, a Branco's played very well for them, I, I believe. Um, Charles Verreau is a guy that I'm very fascinated by from what he brings as a football experience from He's both sides. He's just a bag of beef. Yeah, he's he an is. entire bag of beef. Of course, just getting—it's like getting slapped in the face with a ziplock full of Angus. Right, and today Lucier is also a good complement receiver to the big hitters on that roster. What meat is he a bag of? 
Are you talking about like because uh, if if Vero is a bag key? of beef, what bag what bag is is like when you when you walk into the grocery store, you have the the Vero section, and next to him is a bag of. I don't eat meat, so I don't know. You can get beyond uh, burger yeah. beef in yeah, like. Yeah, I, I saw. I tried that. There was. Is he beyond plants? Yeah. All right. That's his new nickname is Beyond Plants. Beyond the Plants. Beyond the Plants over there. So uh, I'll put them in the conversation. And if they do beat NR this Sunday in Loyola, then it's going to be – I just want more of these teams to be more involved. I don't want this to be a two-horse race that we know by week four, week five, that, hey, these two teams, pencil them in for uh, Rocho final and Brossard. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Peace, look, I know we're about three, if not four weeks through, depending on what schedule you're talking about. Entirely three weeks away. Well, there's some the fourth week hasn't more. started yet. Well, B-Ball has played four games, right? So, oh, that's true. That is know, true. So we have that weird sort of situation. Exactly. Yeah. So who badly needs a win, regardless of where they are in the standings, in the Div 1 and Div 2? One team in your mind, either God Skills needs to get as many wins. Like, if, if, if Dan Lazara is even this rusty, yo, sweep that series, win the next two games, because that's that's your only hope, right? Right. Uh, so that's the case for Div 1. Um, I'm... I th- I'm to to me, Outlaws and Apocalypse are the surprising uh, 0-3 teams in Division Two. They need uh, a win uh, soon, but like those are the obvious ones. I think Team Swoosh needs to win badly um, because um, among the 0-4 okay. in those teams, I've I've covered the team I've covered the games twice. Um, the teams below them will beat them. Like they will be jumped by one of these teams on the outside looking in for a playoff spot. I think Party Crashers, uh, their next two games are Outlaws and Apocalypse. Yeah. So they're facing 0-6 in their next two games. Um, but they gave uh, All-Stars a good run for their money. Yeah, well, that's... Th- and, and they've they've beaten up on uh, All Hooks and Team Swoosh. So, like, they're beating the teams they should, and they right. played a tough game against All-Stars. Yeah. Uh, but, again, in a similar situation to uh, God Skills, you got to get your wins now. Right. Because I, they're going to get harder to come by. And Outlaws are still adapting to the division. Apocalypse just doesn't gel yet. Those are two, like those are two teams that they're zero and three. I can see them finishing six and four. Right. Right. So like, get them now while they're down, and hope that you can help keep them down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I just think Incredibles and like Greg Stern is the quarterback. We know, but Theo Jail really showed more. Uh, ingenuity with what he that had being said the incredible schedule did not help them off in terms of like getting back into the groove like Stern tough. hasn't played QB in at least three years at this yeah. point right and you start off by playing KGP and Urzans Medzik Re- KGP reigning back to back to back champions yeah. and they know but, Greg Stern right yeah. because they've, they've had a history from but look back. at weeks four to ten those are all very winnable games. And also, having Theo Ojea playing quarterback while Greg Stern is co- recovering from his injury, uh, we mentioned last week in silence that uh, Greg Stern has injured his foot or ankle. Um, Lower body, yeah. Um, I think he knows a really good person to help him uh, put that back into shape. Greg Stern. Oh, there we go. That's true. I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, the reason why I was looking at you blankly, Eagle, because I was transitioning to Theo. And I was thinking of Theo. I was like, Theo's not a physio. <laughs> uh, Theo Ojea is... Uh, the benefit of having him as quarterback is you also have him on defense. And you see the impact immediately. NR only puts up 24 points. Yeah. Like, that, that, that transforms... That takes a defense which is good and, and adds that, that one piece we were saying is that, that's been Every missing. time he picked off the ball, NR is going, A2, Brute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Div 6. Uh, we, we had fight night. Uh, Saturday or Wednesday, I beg your pardon, with FKU 
Um, getting to tete-a-tete on Wednesday in St. Leo. So let's let's put away the jokes for a second here because, yes, ha, ha, ha. We're not a beer league. If you want to go fisticuffs with someone, go ahead and do it. Just not anywhere near FPF. So I've had a stance on this for a while, and because it's Division Six, uh, they these people might not have heard this stance, so apologies for those who have heard this before. If you are involved in any sort of violence at the field, you're a douchebag. Um, it's always a choice to be violent. Right. Um, there's not any reason for it. There's not an excuse for it. For me, if it was my decision, and it is not, the uh, person involved in the altercation would no longer be welcome into FPF, and I would issue a temporary ban on the team. Because you're responsible for the people you bring to the field. Not only that, we should be summoning police to come. Oh, yeah, because like, here's the theory, thing. Yes. Yeah. Here, not in theory, Mo. If somebody were to put hands on me on the field, uh, there would be a restraining order because I need to go to work the next day. I can't jeopardize my income for a recreational flag football league. Yeah, so so just to give the details, what happened was FKU got into a brawl with Western team name again from uh, Hogwarts. What's it called? Henry oh, uh, Pisa Gang. Right from uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Nineties cartoon. Show. And uh, you know, I was I was on field three, so I didn't see it. Uh, all I saw was a, a congregation of human bodies at center field, and whatever it was, I thought it was whatever trash. Like, and you could tell it's not an orgy, right? No, no. But from what I gathered, and again, we can't. Although a bunch of sweaty men, <laughs> sweaty men, exactly. From what I gathered, though, there was some serious uh, situation. A, a serious situation uh, erupted. And now the uh, D.C., the disciplinary committee, is now conversing about what will happen to FKU if they are found guilty from the looks of it, from what's been mentioned so far. So we'll see what happens with FKU. But they're off to a flyer right now. They're 3-0. and And who knows? Maybe it's one player, two players. I don't know, Pease. But if you're issuing the, the suspension letter, is it just, Dear Captain, FKU, signed FPF? You're a false kings for being a false king. <laughs> I, I, I would imagine it's going to be something along the lines of you're no longer allowed to bring any spectators to the field and you're on super high warning. I don't know if any players were directly involved or what triggered it exactly. Well, that's it. Double yeah, secret probation. So many, They're investigating. There's so many so. moving parts here, right? So who knows what's going to happen uh, with FKU and, and the other team involved. Right? And, and, and in the situation, um, it, was a, it was a player in street clothes. Who came onto Allegedly, the field. yes, from what was uh, mentioned to me. Whether it's sort of a friend of the team or a player in street clothes, no excuse. No. No excuse. Because we had, we've had... Don't be a douche. We, we've had incidents with that where people have come in... People, fans, have come onto the field and literally punched out other players on the football field. We don't accept that or condone that at FPF. So, uh, speaking of what we condone, though, uh, three and no starts here. The most surprising thing, no start in Div 6. P's. I got my team. Uh, lined up ready to roll here. Do you have your team? Go with yours because I found a double entry and I was sending it yes. to Eagle. <laughs> That's why I was trying to buy you time. I know, I know. It just, I, I, uh, I wasn't expecting to transition so Yeah, quickly. I was trying to buy you time here with what we have. So, look, Tropic Thunder. I, I, I got to cast these guys in Brossard um, a few weeks ago, week one. And, you know, they played Zidane. It wasn't really much of a contest here. But now they're trying to, you know, put some wins together. They beat Free Agent Squad by, two, uh, by three scores. They beat Brewers. By a couple of scores, uh, now they got Beer Knights, which is a big heavyweight fight. Because yeah. they, they played three three of the weaker Saturday teams. Yeah, that's right. Right. So they 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 faced two new teams, and Brewers were a team uh, who've struggled to find success. Yeah. Uh, throughout their entire um, 
in their entire like history, uh, history you know. Um, but to me, when I look at this, uh, first of all, primetime being a 3-0, um, happy for them. Um, it's uh, fairly remarkable when you s- when you look at how they're doing it. Um, they are they blew out the first two opponents into Galnian Demons. Yeah, Demons were a team that were improving at the end of last season. Um, and they beat Glory Boys, who I thought Glory Boys were one of the stronger teams in the division. Um, and we of course recognize the the, the Zerjotis name, uh, George Zerjotis on this team along with Ari. Uh, but t- to me, um, it's just a well built team. Carter Condon, especially on defense, is a guy I I enjoy seeing. Um, he's he's already got four interceptions. Right. So um, Jacob Souls is solid, but he hasn't had to do a lot. He's only played two games as a quarterback. Um, but his like you know his five touchdowns is not like eye popping, right? No. Um, but part of the reason they've been so successful is by turning over the ball that much. You're you're consistently putting your team in a good position uh, in terms of field position. Um, on top of that. You're you're in some cases scoring, and that they have three pick sixes. So like you're you're contributing to your team success in a in a mul- multitude of ways. See, but you know the margin of error is, is really sharp right now uh, in Conference B because you have eleven teams at two and one or better. And so there's only two teams left undefeated: Primetime and Tropic Thunder. So just imagine if you're Tropic Thunder, you lose uh, uh, this Saturday in Brossard uh, to Beer Knights. Uh, you could, in theory, drop. As low at, as, I don't know, 11, maybe, if things uh, plinkle down to that level. Mm-hmm. But that's how close the parity is right now in this conference side of things, your piece, that we could see as you are confused by your headset not working properly. My headset's not working at all. Is yours no, working? Mine's working very well. Oh, I think it just popped back in. Oh, all right. Go. Sorry, you are saying more? Yeah. This, that, this division of the conference that we have for B mm-hmm. is going to really have some close games and teams. Look. I think five might be enough to get in, but if you're six and four, you might be a, a, an eleven seed going to the playoffs. Yeah, it's um, so like the seeding in Division Six almost doesn't matter because there's so little information about the teams, and like we saw, for example, like the two teams we mentioned, while they're playing incredibly well, they're yeah. also they've also played against weaker teams. Sure, and. You might have sort of you might go seven and three and beat up on seven week teams, and another team might go five and five and they just had a tougher, a tougher road, right? right. Um, we don't have a lot of that data because there's so many new teams before the season starts. Yet we yeah. don't have that data yet. We're Around week five, I start crunching the schedule analyzer and we can identify the true false, false kings. kings. Yeah. I mean, we know one of them already because they put it in their name. Yeah, so. yes. But so like, if they if they win, do they graduate to real king college? I mean, I can change their name. RKC, no, no, no. I'm saying, should they then register as like perhaps. R- RKC? I mean, I guess, yeah. Perhaps, for for sure. I mean, but again, you know, it, Division Six more open-ended because you're right. There, there isn't a sample size of we have a history on these guys. We know how well they are, or how bad they are. We can readjust the schedule, whatever it is. But I, I think it's encouraging though that you know you have eleven teams on one side of the bracket at two and one or better, whereas. It could be maybe one team at, at 3-0, but maybe that team's a false game. Yeah. And, and maybe we'll have uh, some jeopardy in the playoffs that we don't know what the unpredictability would be like in the playoffs for all these teams coming the in. The one thing I want to point out, Mo, um, V-Town, Step Bros, Zidane, ILF, Wild Hogs, they scored a combined 24 points this week. There, there's, a, there's a huge disparity 
between sort of the the haves and the have-nots in Division Six, right? Right. This has traditionally been the case. That's why we actually did a lot in terms of of dividing Division Six into two divisions, having separate playoffs uh, that were and like the the standings were just decided after the season started, so that we had more information to 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 have more fair playoff brackets. Um, but with one Division Six, there's just too much disparity. Yeah. Uh, it, at every at every turn, the lowest division FPF has had this issue because there are teams that are just learning and they, they sort of turn the switch their second or third season in. You have teams that just continue to s- continuously struggle and it takes them longer. And then you have brand new teams who don't know anything. And then also you might just face a, t- a team of CJEP and university players. Yeah, yeah. So that that's it's the hardest thing to manage. So shifting over now to Div 3 and what we have lined up for Div 3. Um, the Grocock take out Bearskins. Does that perhaps open up the conversation in that side of the division piece that we could have more jeopardy with the Grocock taking out that Bearskin team that we think will be going deep in the playoffs? Um, so the Grocock are just, um, they're for some teams a matchup nightmare. Um, and I think this is kind of what it was. They're all incredibly quick and fast and Dom Lefal, uh can create a lot of a lot of uh, mismatches with his feet uh, he buys a lot of time he can run he can throw on the run um, and defensively they they break on the ball really well right so you see here Neil Ettenson, uh struggling barely completing double digit passes uh, throwing two interceptions um, and then on the other side Dom Lafar you know, he runs for 36 yards, but he probably ran for another 70 behind line scrimmage. Yeah, going east to west, for that matter. So, um, in a sense, yes. Um, you know, they, they, they got their hands on the ball. Vinny Galano, Jordan Lard, knocking on a lot of passes. But um, I just think that, that this is the kind of team that Lego Cock has a chance to win. Like, they, they'll win, like, say, 40% of the time against the Bearskins, whereas other teams, they just simply won't have a chance. Um, yeah, they're, they're matchup dependent, though. Absolutely, and like, yeah. look, Kevin Libman did get four sacks because of all the movement he does behind the line seven. Now. He was also ran on four times for thirty six yards. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like so, like Libman is a decent contain rusher, but right. and he he'll when it completely breaks down, sure he'll pick up a sack, but he's not meaning he's not a, a type of rusher who'll shut down Lafar the entire game, and that's what you right. need. You need a, a an elite level rusher. What's, what's the record for sacks in, in a season? That you can in a single season, yeah. we can Six actually check that under yeah, accolades in the Because Libman, I, th- I think he's now at seven, because he had three the first game, four season. game number two. So I'm just curious to know what the record is for most sacks in a uh, season. Carlo, let's go defense here. No, check this combo box. <laughs> Yay! Oh, man, look at that. <laughs> I'm gonna check it on the side, and I will tell you. Yeah, please, don't mind. So, uh, Mongoose sit at 0-3. Uh, they got a tough schedule coming up here. They got Bearskins and Thor's Hammer coming up. Um, the record for a single season is yes. 29 sacks by Zachary Alberts Gill, followed by Simon Laporte at 27 and Gino DiPetro, Malcolm Archer at 25, Kierwak, Felix Daou, and Andrew Knopp, Marc-Antoine Vallée at 24. They're almost all Division 5 and 6, Yeah, um, just because there's more sacks. Kierwak got it in 3. Yeah. Uh, Valet That's got impressive, in Division C, but all the other ones were like Division 6, 6 D. Remember when Kirak was fast? No. He lost a lot of weight, Kirak. He, he did, yeah. Yeah, he did. So, so Lemon might have a chance, though, right? If he if he averages about three sacks per game. He's at seven, I think, through the two games I've scored capped. 
And uh, if that's the case now, he might have a chance at uh, the record. Okay, so look, um, uh, we look at Mongoose and where they are, and they're off this slow start. This is a team that's an old school team back in in Div uh, in Div, Div Three. I beg your pardon. Zero and three. They got Thor's Hammer coming up along with Bearskins. Peas. It's. I feel like if they lose these two games, they're in a serious hole moving forward. I, I think we need to I- impose an Encanto ruling on Mongoose. We don't talk about Mongoose. Uh, they broke my heart years ago in the finals, so um, we we may have to not talk about Bruno. Yeah, when they it should comes not to come to the post game eats. Uh, no, I didn't. I left yeah, immediately. I don't even think I said bye to you guys. No, you did not. No, you did not. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's definitely it's definitely a tough stretch of games. Um, you, you it just feels like it's always the same story with the all hooks, mangoes, whatever variation of the team it is, and that. They do a lot, but not enough to win a game every time, right? Like, it's either, like, they have a lead and they blow it. They're catching up, but they miss an extra but point that, or whatever like, it is. They I've, get scored on in a bad timing. Or I've been on both sides of games against them where we won or lost. Yeah. And it's you don't know which team you're playing against before the game starts, right? They're, they're, they're just they're kind of consistent, and they're the kind of team that lets teams hang around. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um. But you know, if if they, if they fought the own five, and if you look at their at the playoff standings right now, own five and Speedy Cam is at one and two right now. So in two weeks, if we're going to project, maybe Speedy Cam gets their second win, POP gets their second win. Own five, you're essentially three games behind you, the teams in five and six, perhaps in the, on the projection number with five to go. It'd be very hard for for me to justify that they can get back into the playoff picture. So I just don't know who if they can beat is the Thor's hammer. Is it Bearskins? I don't know who they match up so well against to get that W. They're in every game, right? Like yeah. their biggest loss is against Expendables by ten points, and then the other ones are are, you know, one point two point losses. Right. So they're a couple bounces away from being two and one. Right. And um, you're right. Like it's 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 a brutal road ahead. Um, I think they can they can get by Thor's hammer. Uh, I, I think they're, they're they're taking a loss this week, but um, Thor's hammer to me, it, like it's they look it's, like a bunch of Thors. They do, they do. They really do. Look at that team picture. A Even lot of hair. There's a lot of hair. Um, like they have they have Jeff Rosenblatt, who's probably one of the best passers in the division. But the team itself, like, I mean, it's not that much hair. It's well, they got a lot of muscles, like Thor. Yeah. Eh, I, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It's not that impressive. I don't know, Mo. I feel like... Do you do you even lift hammers, bro? Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, Jeff uh, Rosenblatt's 17 touchdowns away from uh, just 800 th- in his career. They have, they have sort of... Uh, Anthony Breeswell and John Larissa who have a higher division experience. And then they have a lot of really talented guys who haven't played a lot of high division. So, so James Drysdale, Dawson Pierre is a freak, but he's just green in FPF. Marty yeah. Friedman uh, has generally been a guy who's played more in lower divisions. Uh, ben McMahon as well. It's not for lack of ability. It's just sort of like um, I think it'll take them a minute. So uh, they they may lose that game to Man. That wouldn't surprise me just because Mangoose has hung around Division Three ish for a little bit now. Right. right? This yeah. also feels like a classic Rosenblatt team where the first few games it's just all chemistry building and getting on the same page, and then the rest of the season, especially the second half, it's. Uh, I mean, they've well, been, they've been good, and and like obviously Brisbane and Laristus in this division are going to be a nightmare for anybody. Um, I, I, I remember a day when, like, just having John Larissa was enough 
to put my teams at the top end of the standings as the, as the top receiver. And then you add Breeze Bois. And again, like, you also have this wealth of, of sort of undeveloped FPF talent um, who who will at some point click, right? So I think Mangus is catching them at early enough in the season where they can sort of upset them and, if, and if any of those three teams... Thor Samuel will be playing lost. Junkyard Dogs. And that's a big That's one. a good game. That's yeah, a good game. That could be your, your conference final matchup. Yeah. And how well do it they is. have expendables twice? They do. Hmm. Expendables are going to be fascinating to watch with Carmen Pelicia at quarterback and what they do. Ryan Perry also on that roster. And all the team, but we'll see what happens. So, Lamelud, Malud, um, are you going to wait peas before we anoint them anything because you want to see a bigger sample size of what they are as a football team? So, in the lower divisions, when a team returns season after season to uh, a division, it's usually because they – they can't really get over that hump. But Malud have shown success in Division Three before. Yeah. And so they're kind of just not quite at the level where they're ready to jump into Division Two, But they're not without talent. And the fact that they don't play every season lends itself to the fact that the ratings haven't pushed them into a higher division yet. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Anthony Beauchamp-Fraza has been solid, although unspectacular. Uh, but the team... It's kind of similar to what we discussed uh, with the Rosenblatt team. It's it's a team that relies a lot on chemistry and timing and, and spacing. And, uh, you know, Vincent Morissette is the top-level talent for them, right? Mm-hmm. I, he's really the guy who, yeah, that's that's the guy who's going to cause some damage, right? Right. Um, and he has been. He has five touchdowns already in the season. Uh, literally a third of his targets end up in touchdowns. Uh, so that's impressive. Not, not a third of his catches. A third of his targets end up in right. touchdowns. Right, um, So... That and Bochan Freza has sort of the, the running dimension that's not super common in Division Three, although it's sort of trickling upwards as, as uh, lower division quarterbacks start to make it into higher divisions. Um, it allows them an extra dimension. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not entirely convinced because they, they lost... Sorry, they beat Mangus by a single point in the first week. Again, that's the game that we talked about earlier, that yeah. a single bounce could have had Mangus at 2-1. and one. Um, but I think when we see them up against Blessed, and even to a degree, if Lightweight has a roster... Um, Which they don't. But if Simon has five caliber players around him, he's he's a good enough quarterback to to push Malud, just, yeah, as, just as Blessed have talent up and down. I, I'd like to see if they stay close against Blessed and if they can... If they can actually take it to lightweight, if if they leave one and one and play the close game against blessed, that indicates to me that they're they're near the top of the division. Yeah, I I think you know for Malod, their next couple of games, touch a catch, they they got a big win over uh, Simone's team lightweight. In fact, they won the game in the first ten minutes. It was over after ten minutes, but they got you said they got blessed lightweight. The Grocock, it's it's an easy schedule. It's a winnable schedule for them. They do have some tricky games towards the end of the year, but. I can foresee them getting six wins and being six and four in the playoffs, which would be more than enough to get in. I, I just don't know how convincing they're going to be against the better team. So Blast is their first true service stop along the road. And can they match up with them well enough? I think from a size perspective, yes. But from an intellectual chemistry yeah. le- le- level that Bless has, because those guys... Well, Bless is that next level where it's guys who've played together, but also the top-end talent is... Insane. Yeah, it, it's it, it's low division guys who are worthy of playing in high division, right? And high division guys 
who they can fit under the cap because you're getting a deal on James Langshaw, you're getting a deal on Will Power, you're getting a deal on, on a lot of the, the their, their, their MFL talent that's developed elsewhere. Um, so you kind of get a discount on talent, and then you can load up with it's Marcus Lambert. It's a deal before they, they that's get it. propped up at that's some it. point. It's so. a, you know, that, that's the benefit of how that team is built, and that's, that's to me, what's going to be the hardest task for Malud is a team like that, whereas they have as much knowledge as Malud, but also they're more talented. Yeah, and look, this, you know, we talk about matchup dependent. If they get to that matchup dependent department here, and, you know, blessed again is in two weeks. That's down the road. But that's something I'm very intrigued by because can they can they force Stephen Harrison to be second guessing himself on the football field, going from his first, second read, and maybe his fourth or fifth read at that point to get that completion? Because if you don't get Harrison off his rhythm, uh, he can slice you, and he can really be surgical in how he will operate on your body uh, in a football game. The thing that Harbisad does best is call plays and read them, and so it's you have to find ways to trick him. You have to f- you have to apply pressure at the rush. You need th- the way you apply pressure at the rush is deny his first two reads. You need to be super aggressive on defense. Um, so if they can do that, that at least gives them the chance to do so. Well, look, to touch a catch it won't be easy for them because now they have A.J. Gomes back, Isaiah Lard's there. Uh, Mallette has looked fairly well in, in the win over uh, Lightweight. So that game might be one of those scores where it will go beyond 35 points. Oh, yeah, it'll be a high-scoring game. But does, does Le Malud have the horsepower to go score for score because they've only scored so far a high of 30 and you're going to go against a Millet team that in that but game... But plays so slow. They do. They do. They but but so Millet went for two-point convert every single time. And I think he had a whole bunch of them against uh, Lightweight. So if you fall down 8 nothing, 16 7 whatever it might be, can you trust Le Malot to come back down by maybe two scores to win the game? Yeah. Touch and catch it as a team. We're going to talk about them as the season goes on because they're, they're going to be relevant the entire season. As you mentioned, Gomes, Gomes being back, but... Also, like Isaiah Millard, uh, Isaiah Millard, Mark Andre Lapointe's a guy who's probably never got as much credit as he deserves in FPF as a as a two way player. Right. Uh, he's played up to Div two, right, with Jean Smedzik, right. Yeah. And he he wasn't the liability in Division two, um, and we know he can play at the Divi- at the Division three level. Nick Gomes Rizzo is a guy they have sort of on discount because uh, we know how good he is as well. Yeah. Um, I, I like the the way that roster is built. I think I think they can give Malud a tough time, but but what Malud has to their favor is them they'll make it a muddy track. They it won't like it'll be higher scoring than they're comfortable with, but it also won't be as fast paced as Touch a Catch wants it to be. I did not know Simon Dajne threw the ball thirty one times against uh Touch a Catch it on Wednesday. Zero INTs too. He's a new man. Well, he's getting married, right? So he's uh he's gotta he's gotta be his best self. He has to be. Oh man, that was a bad game. Anyway, it's just that that roster is different every week, man. There's no chemistry. Well, no, because it's literally it's his first game there, but they they've had different players suit up every week. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, likely to lose first. Uh, if we get the schedule up here, Eags, if you don't mind, please. At ECW or Thor's Hammer schedule. Um, I looked at it, Pease. I don't know where the first L will come for for Thor's Hammer. Well, he's ECW first. ECW, I think we can see it against the Expendables. But the next is, three games are tricky. They are tricky. I, I I don't think they get past Junkyard Dogs, but that Expendable game could be tricky because you're talking about, again, a, a team that's going to slow it down to molasses practically and take away what Jeremy White and these guys love to do, which is to sling it and wing it and use yeah. your ski hill moves 
on the football field. Yeah, um, junkyard dogs proves to be a specifically difficult challenge for them uh, f- because of how good their defense is. Um, touchy catch it and easy W bet the over on that game. Uh, like yeah. I, I actually think this is the hardest part of easy W schedules these three games. Uh, so most likely they're first to lose because they could lo- lose as early as this week where um, uh, Thor's hammer like I said it would, it would they have maybe a trap game coming up and that's you know what I mean like that's they could they can I can easily see them win that game as well right, right. so uh, easy W I guess because just because of where they are in the schedule I, I can I can see easy W losing first and still ending with a better record yeah as for Thor's uh, schedule here um, look again. They, they got junkyard dogs, which I think could be a loss. Yeah, uh, we'll make our. The key is Thor's hammer. You know, it's it's similar to EZW. It's strength against strength. It's the the strength of their offense against junkyard dogs defense. Uh, you know, yeah, maybe a loss. I don't know. That's a tough game. That's a tough it's game. a tough game indeed. But uh, this is going to be where again this could be a preview for the conference finals in early may whenever the road show is i don't know when that is uh, yeah. we still haven't figured it out but i think not masters weekend for once no it isn't no uh, you'll be able to watch it in full uh, i, I hope duns is open it should be open by then hopefully it should be open in I fact you know what Pete, you come by the house man cuz uh, on the, on the satellite man we got like different captions of like, i can watch like eight holes at once it's on not bad I may do that. Yeah, I'm serious. We'll you may have then. to deal with a drunken gambling peas. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure your very um, non-drinking gambling family would love me there. <laughs> Are there yeah. two less likely friends, Mo? Exactly. Exactly. No, it's pretty cool on, on Masters Week what they do on, on the direct man with uh, with the yeah. highlights and everything. Honestly, even like the like they're watching it and having a tablet open. Yeah, is it's pretty impressive. They have they have a camera streak for Eamon's Corner. Yeah, it's like whoever's there. Like it could be like a guy walking by. Oh, there's some walking by right now. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so anyway, I I think their loss could come this weekend for them. We'll find out. So diff four A, diff four B, uh, Stoics. Uh, you know our boy Chris Rive. He's always uh, poked at me because I never talk about his team ever, which I never do. So the, the, one of the things that happens when you join the media is your team gets talked about less, but we will make fun of you more. Yeah, and, you know, he's like, I totally forgot they won. I was like, oh, yeah, you guys won. Was it spring season or was it the fall cup they won? Fall cup. That's not a real cup. Uh, no, wait, no, it was spring. I was on the call. I was on the call with Iggy. Iggy uh, shamed him for uh, his hair loss. It was, I felt really bad about that. Oh, boy. That's not nice, Iggy. It's just we had the top-down view, right? It's unkind to all of us no, in the FF. Nice. That's not nice. It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. But Chris no. Chris took it in stride. He's a, he's a good sport. Iggy should be suspended. Iggy's going to get some round cuts from his butcher this week. <laughs> Riva's going to spite him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Iggy. Uh, you hope you like Grizzle. Yeah, Iggy's gonna be here next week for yours truly. So uh, be the fourth different combination we have. Uh, in, uh, it's gonna it's gonna sound a little bit. Like guy, he he's gonna get terrorized <laughs> next week. Like when you just you get you need to continuously just mute him. Yeah, when he speaks, like when he thinks he's speaking. But yeah, we can hear you and see what happens. So the score for Stoics is because I'm gonna murder somebody. Yes. So if someone gets murdered. Consider this to be my official um, my official acknowledgement of the crime. You can use this in the court case. If a scorekeeper is murdered, it's me. It's my fault. I'll take the jail time. It's worth it. Can we call Chris Rivet and ask him who won the football game? Eags, if you don't mind. Uh, get on the phone. Do I have his number? I, th- I have his number if you want. Uh, let me see if I have it there. But yeah, sure, no problem. We can call him up. It's such a bizarre 
grouping of players. Like There's if, two left-handed quarterbacks in the roster. Well, uh, I mean, I'm on a team with three left-handed players, so I know. <laughs> it happens. Um, but yeah, fellow Southpaw Chris Rive. Um, Denzel Eddie Lowe is a guy who just wrecks stuff when he's there, right? Like he's he's just an absolute menace as a rusher. He's a great receiver. Uh, Vincent Chung, we've talked about how he's a great value play yeah. uh, at his cap hit. Um, Seth Galina has been missing because he's at the combine. Um, yeah, well, he so was. He's, he's now in Mississippi, I believe. Yeah, he's he's doing some rounds. Yeah, he's going from uh, lovely uh, Midtown Indiana to lovely the deep south of Mississippi. I was texting with him, and he's like, "Look, it's warmer than Montreal. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just done with winter in Montreal yeah, right now." Of course, uh, but as you're saying before, with the roster uh, construction, yeah, it's just it's a lot of familiar names in FPF, but it's not like a a team that's sort of been together. Names. Well, it's household names in a sense, but it's like, it's it's guys we know from different teams. Like Kevin Bustani had his own dudes for a while, and uh, he brought like Rayhan Starwar to the team. Oh, he played. How did I go? I didn't see him play. Uh, is he has he has he gotten a stat yet, Ray Starwar? He played a game. Okay, well, he so he got a GP. That's a stat. Yeah, but he hasn't got any points, uh, any catches yet. So anyway, um, Stoics, you know, we, we I know they had the momentum coming into the season. Um, can they surprise, or are they going to still be that team that will? I oh won't. God, be, they won. He's, I he's I won't great. be surprised because of Chris Rivet. Like that's a team that's that's built on the strength of the quarterback. Right. Um, he's really good, and he's improved. He is the best pump fake now that Doug McKernan doesn't throw as much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, give me give me Chris Rivet to cause havoc. I wouldn't be surprised to see them in another final, be on another call. So would you rank them over Brotherhood? Take over or Santar? Brotherhood are not as good as they've been. No, they're they're definitely weakened. It's not the same brotherhood we're used to, and true to form, they're basically a group of friends, right? So sometimes yeah. they have some top end talent when 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 they can get those friends on the team, and and sometimes they can't. Um, take over to me is an impressive team. Um, I and Eniber just played his first game, and it was essentially perfect. He had a you know, 77% completion percentage, uh, six touchdowns. And now you remove willpower from quarterback to receiver. Yeah. The team becomes a lot more dynamic. Um, willpower uh, has played one game as a receiver and has four touchdowns. Uh, added to that is Vincent Benjamin, Gabriel Moreau Paquette, uh, Dobbs is whatever. But there's other good guys <laughs> on the team. You know? There's other good guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, like Julian Wilson and, and Alex Joltepuff. Um It's... It's a good team to start top, top to bottom, basically. Yeah, I, um, I think I think they definitely have the depth to go far. It's a question now of of the schedule, and it's not going to be easy for them because you, you got some tough teams. Santar is a very good team. Top season looking like they're taking shape from where they were before. Top Bruins. season took a loss this week, though. If I'm yeah, and, and the thing is, you know, we, we talk about some teams in this in this league, like Bruins are, are again same thing. They have a good core guys who've been together for a few years now. Uh, growing and stuff, and that comes up to my next question. That we think about the, th- you know, after three games, where Big Fun Hurley's or sorry, Big Fun and Hurley's boys and the Bruins are all at one win each. Um, I don't know who it could be, but I think one of these teams can rebound and have a, a run of wins that gets them back into maybe a a top end discussion of being a six seven one team. Yeah. Um. So Hurley and Sons, it's. It's a, a lot of familiar names for older older, older FPF. Yeah. Uh, th- a lot of them existed in the, the pre-P's era. Coach Bird. 
Who is Kojima? I've never Tommy got that Amaker. reference, by the way. Tommy Amaker. What does that mean? So, if you don't mind... This, you you need to explain it for the audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so, how this works. That's so the medium. Joe Birds was a fictional character that they had for their old Dirty Birds team from way back in the day. And Would they, he be in the winter 2013 picture by any chance? Maybe, perhaps. Yeah, let me try. I remember it was before I joined the media. You guys were talking about him, and I had no oh idea God, who I this was. This so much. Oh, boy. It's a complete <sighs> disaster. So, anyway... So they, they had a, like a run-on joke that their coach, Joe Birds, was a guy that would lead them to victory. And it was a picture of Tommy Amaker, for a current college basketball coach that they used as the joke mm-hmm. uh, during the time. So if we get Tommy Amaker, if we Google his picture up here, yeah, as trying. we are uh, seeing the logo of Colin the Audible instead. No, I'm changing the vision so I can try and find it here. I think it was Div 3? That they were I don't remember. got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, Normally, yes, but for some reason it's clicking the – Box score of the Wild Hogs game That's than fun. anything else, so I'm dealing with it. Um, look, uh, for those who don't know, Matt Bashara, Eric Bashara, Gordon Hogan, Colin Taylor, they Dave were the foundations Hurley, yeah, of a yeah. very strong uh, sort of FPF mid tier dynasty. Um, this is how terrible it was. Look how tiny these pictures are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my God, man. The guy yeah. at the bottom, bottom right, uh, third person. Uh, yeah, my God. Oof. I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. Bottom Two scoops of Gentile. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, th- I thought you meant far right. I didn't realize no, you bottom, meant one, one from the right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like Gordon Hogan is the most unassuming looking player, <laughs> and yeah. he can cause serious damage. Mike Knopp is giant and, and a disruptive rusher. Um, you know, they had a good game, Mike Knopp, last But year. they also have Colin Taylor, who in himself is a good rusher, too, right? Yeah. So it's a team that's deep. It's got a lot of talent, and I, I'm... I don't know if they're they're going to be better than the record is now. Yeah, they're not a top tier team in the division anymore. No, I think they're they're middle of the pack that will give top teams fits. Yeah, Bruins surprised me at one and two. Yeah, that's why. Like, I mean, you know, Bruins at one and two, they they could have the recipe to make a run and end up being like seven and three when it's all said and done. The quarterbacks in this division are too skilled. For them to play as soft as they do on defense, that's literally the only thing they need to change. Because, like, offensively, you know, so two games of nineteen points is not great, but you know they put up 30, 39 points against the Stoics. Yeah, so that they can score. Um, you know, Bejean we met in Rocco Cristiano is a lot of speed on the team. Um, they're, they're oh, and, and Jocelyn Kellex is a very good possession receiver coming up from yeah. Pincellos in Division right, Six right, and Five. Right. Uh, or Division Six and Tier Three, um, there's ability to be dynamic on offense, and we know that, and we know that Gab Wiseman is competent enough to to use them. My issue with Bruins has always been on defense; they basically want to take away big plays and force you to execute, and that works in lower divisions because quarterbacks fail to, and they lack patience. Right. Um, in Division Three, you know, we saw Nick Schaefer tear them up in the first game, and that's that's a great example of like how a guy who's used to playing high divisions and has a tackle pedigree and has a great arm will take what he give what you give him every single time, and he'll tear it up, and that that's what he did in that first game. So that's the thing that worries me about Bruins. I think I think I have more faith in Hurley and Sons than Bruins at this point, for that reason. Yeah, you know, I know I know Hurley and Sons have been lacking the points for right now. I mean, they've averaged about 11 per game, I'd imagine, or a little bit less than that, 10.3, I think it is, per game. 
Um, what's your uh, rule of thumb, uh, PZ? You got to score five touchdowns again. That's correct. They're not scoring five. But like, they've three. had three quarterbacks throw two quarterbacks start games. Uh, I'm assuming Matt Bashar is the quarterback. Well, that's it. I got only score kept one game of theirs, and that was last Sunday when they won by a single point against Big Fun. So if they're going to make a run, they got to settle on that quarterback position moving forward. And, and who was the oh, the old gentleman in the picture who is no longer in the province uh, that you mentioned? I was I, I was wondering who was the quarterback back yes, in the day. That, that gentleman, uh, right there, yes. But yeah, so I mean, we've seen Hogan throw, we've seen so Bashar. Matt Bashar's quarterback before that too. That's so true. so yeah. uh, the league has changed a lot, especially in the middle divisions. Of course, uh, there's a lot more speed, a lot more talent than the last time Bashar was throwing in FBF. Right. So I just think it's an adjustment period. I don't think it's a talent issue. That they'll be fine. Uh, more surprised that Honey Martin's two and one or Finesters are oh two and one. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say something contradictory. I'm surprised Honey Martin lost the game, but then again, they're false kings. So should we really be surprised? Um, if you thought to our boy uh, Iggy Mime Magnets, uh, he's gonna say no. We're the real deal. I mean, they've Rightfully never so. they've never showed it. Uh, so there's that. They had a chance this week, but they did beat Finesters by a shutout. Though. But so, but Finesters haven't been good. No, but they got the Mapunguara though. No, they do. Yeah. But what, like, so Finesters, they had the one season where they were good, right? And then they've struggled generally, right? Yeah. As, a, as a as a franchise, Eagle, give me Ryan Karouf's win loss record. Ryan Karouf. I know. I know. Wins are not. Forget about Alexa. Eagle. Yeah. <laughs> wins are not a, a quarterback stat, but he's been the quarterback of that team, so it'll give us an, an idea of that, that team's success rate. Yeah, 41 and 58. That's his career. It's a real Jay Cutler-like uh, career. He's got. It's fine. It's I mean, Even his picture's very Cutler-like. It's yeah. true. I can imagine him with a cigarette. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Finesse's they have all the talent in the world. They just don't win games. No, they don't. I, I, it's it's mind-blowing. I've talked to the Mappinguara about it, and... He doesn't even understand it himself. It's a, it's a it's a very confused riddle that they have going on right now, and so I, I'm not surprised that they're struggling because they've struggled before, right? In similar divisions, and it's the same guys. So why would we expect a different result? Um, but you know, l- look at the fact that Karuf he will average about 13 yards per pass. It's a small, it's strong indication that there's no idea of a five-year pass in his vocabulary. Uh, no, there's a lot of it that's after the the the, the catch. He's always, been, he's always been a launcher, though. Like, yeah, but the the my bigger issue with him is not his deep attempts. It's him firing five-yard passes at 100 miles an hour. Well, that's something he's got to work on. Because you need to develop touch. It's you don't need to fire that pass. Let your receiver do the work for you. You know, um, it doesn't surprise me, uh, in a sense. Uh, but when you look at Honey Martin mode. Uh, jokes aside, if you look at the roster top to bottom, I don't see a weakness. Uh, they no. just like I don't even really understand how like I don't. It's not that I think Beer Belly Brigade Brigade's bad, but the way the Honey Martin lost to me is shocking. Yeah, look, I I, th- I think for we I know we, again we poke at Iggy because he's our good dude here at FPF, but when you look at their team right now, if we get the roster up, if you don't mind, the Eagle for. Our, viewers who are watching us right now with Honey Martin. Honey Martin, please. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize it. My bad. Less finessers, though. No. Yeah. What? I'm yeah. looking at finessers. Uh, yeah. Fuck. My bad. I don't clicked s- them. Just stupid. Don't swear, Eagle. Don't swear. 
Eagle, what's wrong with you? Come on, man. It's a family show. It's my show. Uh, yes, because you, you push buttons. Also, uh, oh, wait, he, he gives the whole spiel, you know, in the thread. Oh, next time you're going to disrespect me pushing buttons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you uh, push okay. buttons. Oh, relax. Push buttons, buddy, okay? Um, yeah, I push this button. No problem. So did Iggy. <laughs> you know what? Can we do this for next week? Can you take a picture of that button and this? that'll be his face the entire show? Mm, yep. Bad, yep. No bad. problem. Or his background? The, yep. The that'll mute? be it. Um, so, I, you guys got clear out. I have another apology to make. In week one, uh, under <laughs> immense stress, I referred to Honey Barnes quarterback as David Rinaldi, a former teammate of mine. Yeah. Uh, it is David Rinaldi. But once again, I will claim... Mandela effect, their quarterback is not David Rualdi, but rather David Rinaldi, a guy I played with in Division 6. He is the quarterback <laughs> of, of Honey Martin. So, David Rinaldi, welcome to the team. You thought your ex-teammate played with Honey Martin, realizing that it wasn't... No, I, I realized they were different people. I just called them the wrong name. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Because, again, when you're... Like, you've done this... You've done radio by yourself, right? Yeah, it's, it's, you forget names, yeah. You forget names because you're, you're doing... Multiple things. So, like, now I'm usually doing that while you're talking, right? Yeah. But I wasn't able to. And then Eagle also couldn't help me as much because he's participating in the content. So, we're, we're two people doing the jobs of three people on the show. So, you you, you lay and blame on me because I wasn't here two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And last week was Iggy's fault. It's never my fault. Mandela effect. Mandela effect, indeed. Um, look, I, I will give Honey Martin their due. I think they can definitely run the table here. And, and with what they've done so far at three and uh, at two and one, I beg your pardon. Um, the U is going to be tough for them. It's not going to be an easy game for them on Saturday in Lachine because the U sort of mirrors them in, in some sense of, of, of a rapport that they've had with their team. And they can really slow it down against Honey Martin and perhaps win it by maybe a 24-19 scoreline. I mean, the lo- is there a longer-running joke in FPF than me just crapping on the U and then win, them winning a championship. <laughs> but that's why they're successful. But look, Honey Martin's got them in the Montagna coming up in the next two weeks. So I think top to bottom, uh, Honey Martin might have the best roster, but they're false kings. So yeah, there's that. That's fine. Uh, but Montagna are interesting that they're not the most talented team, but uh, Mav, Marcos Mar- Valley, sorry, yeah. I forgot his name momentarily has so much knowledge and played with one of the best executing offenses in, in the uh, the uh, six Ryans plus uh, fast guys, six fast guys plus Ryan, Ryan yeah. like all those variation of teams. Um, he He's taken that knowledge and he's a good enough athlete to take advantage of that. Right. They're just, it's if I can draw a, a comparison to basketball, it's like the Phoenix Suns who just execute. There's nothing spectacular. They just do everything well. That's what the Montaniards are. Uh, that's what that's what they remind me of. Um, and who was the other the other team they're facing? Uh, they're playing. Uh, La, uh, they're oh, the playing, uh, Honey playing La yeah. coming up, and they got the U coming up. Next the week. U is similar to Honey Martin in that top to bottom, there's no weakness. Yeah. The, the team is solid. The well, I have a weakness. They are only seven on the roster. The U. Yeah, but when their seven guys are there, there's no weaknesses on the team, right? Like they're they're all good. Seemingly, in every variation of the team, the quarterback is successful. Their system Evan works. Frank, yeah. They're smart. Evan Frank is so different from Jokino, who is so different from from Papage. Yet, whoever's throwing in that system is always successful in their division. Sweep the knee. It's infuriating. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Beer Belly Brigade. They're two and one. Alex, That's surprising. Yeah, 
Alex Fafar just put up some pretty good numbers. They were Div 6 a second ago. Right. Uh, and they weren't that good in Div 6. No, but would you put Fafar in the early clubhouse leader for quarterback of the year? 11 TDs, 1 INT. I don't know what his rush yards are right now. If you Those are nice jerseys, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So sick. Sick jerseys. They're basically uh, Los Sete Amigos, right? Yeah. Um, they've been a fine, like a good team. Not a dominating team in any division they've ever played in. And he starts now in Division 4. I'm like, all right, well, I'm, that's not something to worry about. You could have got infinity odds on Alex Fafard to <laughs> win quarterback of the year <laughs> in this division. Um, but he's, he's in the race. I think he will fade. I don't think it'll, he'll be able to keep it up uh, the entire season. That or he used the pandemic to really get better as a quarterback. I mean, because he, he, <laughs> he had a pretty good uh, fall cup. Look, so not going to lie. It helped a lot of guys, myself included, just take a, a second of not playing to reconsider yeah, their so strength. Yeah, your knee doesn't reasons. explode when you yeah, walk outside. And, and yeah, you're, it's nice to recover from injuries, and it's nice to uh, take a moment and a breather just to think about what you do well as an FPF quarterback and right. develop. He's one of these guys who've been helped. But here's the thing. Ben McMahon does so much on the ground and in the air. It, it Of course, his rushing stats are not appearing. I refuse to believe he hasn't run this season. Um I have a hard time believing anybody's going to unseat him. Uh, but like the, the, the most surprising names at the top end of this for me is uh, Timko Sanogo, who had no idea who he was before the season is. Right. He runs around and just rips 40 bombs. It's fun. <laughs> like, and the thing is, he's remarkably accurate considering the strength of his arm and how poor his throwing mechanics are because he's throwing on the run and off his back foot and he's Firing the ball more. He's just right. young phenom. He's, he's going to rip his, his shoulder out of its socket at he some point. He won't care. He won't, won't care. care. Um, Frank K. Hey, executing. And like I just played against him. This is yeah. the best he's played in a long time. He, he might be one of those guys, Eagle, that uh, took a moment to recover. He lost some weight during the pandemic. He, he I think, reestablished his, play, his playbook. And he'll choke at the end, though. Maybe, but... Dude, like I'm telling you, I just played him. I've never seen him. Play Is this a tick season or a talk season for Voodoo? That's the real question. Because you know, it's like hit or miss. Like one season, they're which really good. Which one's the good one? Tick is the good one, right? Uh, is, yeah, sure. I I'm I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know which one it is. No, it's it's actually a Windows terminology. Because oh, for I every good release of Windows, immediately is followed oh, by a shit one, right? Just, just use Windows ninety seven. For, for every XP, this is, there's a Vista. Yeah, this is this is Windows ninety seven, Frank. Yeah. Was that a good one? Not a real thing. Win- Windows 2000. It was 95, 98, 2000, Millennium, XP, oh, millennium. Vista. I then you had 7, then you had 8, he's, then you had 10. Windows 95 with Mick Jagger start me up. I remember XP being good. XP was very good. So he's yeah. is the he's entered the XP of his career. There we go. There we go. And the other surprising one, of course, being Alexander Fafar, because I thought Benoit Lawler, Ben McMahon, uh, David Rinaldi, I thought these guys would be at the, the forefront uh, right. for quarterback of the year, and they've been good. They're just the other guys are just uh, just been surprising in terms of their stats. Uh, flipping over now to Division Five A and B, uh, as we get ready for that now, the in conference B in, in Division Five A, you got Longhorns, Pichellos, and those Bandidos who are off to not so great starts here. Um, I saw Pichellos play, not great. But of the three teams, so listed, we're not breaking for the hours, so I can't hear. No, we're not. No, we keep on going. Where am I supposed to urinate? Oh, go ahead. No, no, I'll, I'll wait. No, you go. go I'll, I'll hold it. I'm professional. You know, I'll just complain about it. Continue. Oh, you, you can go if you want. If your cup's empty, you know. Yeah, go for it. Here, we'll take, we'll take, <laughs> we'll, okay. 
All right, we'll take we'll take a two minute break uh, here. Uh, no, uh, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll move my mic away. So, so you can hear. Oh, it. I can, you know I can mute it, right? We've learned something last week. Yeah, we can mute. <laughs> All right, we'll take a five minute break here. No, no, no. Let's just keep going. No, no. Shaking it off. Shaking it off is going to be an issue. I just want to get my pants. All right, go ahead. Take your pee, please. We'll be back. No, no, no. We're good. We'll come back. We'll come back. He can leave. We can but just continue. Why did we mode. change the format? We took breaks the first week. Because we didn't take break last week. Yeah, that's right. We went through but it. We man. didn't have a show last week. You didn't know you didn't have a show we didn't last have week. We audio last week. And I had a movie to catch. All, All right. right. Let's move. This is so stupid. All right, here we go. So we got Longhorns, Pichos, Los Bandidos. Do they have it in to make a run in the, in the season? What week division two? are we doing? It's not breaking. 5A, 5B. We're following uh, the script here, you peas. Yeah, but is it 5A or 5B? I was doing 5A. 5A first. 5A first. So, Banditos, Pinchelos, Longhorns have combined for one win and now seven losses and one tie. Pinchelos are in a rough spot. They are in a bad they, position. They improved so quickly, but, like, there's a learning curve anytime you start a new division, right? Right. They expected to have Jonathan Harrod, um, who is incredibly fast. But he's just been so. I I played with him on multiple teams. Right. He's been so unlucky with injuries, um, and so I don't know that they've replaced him fully. And the team is solid, but they don't really have any speed. Really, like they're not. They're a big physical team. They're yeah. not a fast team. They're also going to be exploited by the better quarterbacks, right? So um, they'll lose to system teams. Because they're not yet disciplined enough on defense, it's listen, lessons are going to learn, right? It's going to take them a second. Uh, but Jared Buck, for example, predictably tore them up. Like that's 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 an easy game to pick. It's the it's a it's a scheduled loss for Pinchelos. He didn't tear them up. He he took their soul. Yeah, and I, I and then tore the that. soul up. Yeah, and took that soul of the soul. Yeah, and now he has a new friend. Yeah, exactly. Ja- Jared Buck is a soul finder. Yeah, I, I just you know Vince Romano as a quarterback, he's he's lo- he's lost that confidence that he had when he won that championship. Uh, was it last year, last summer? No, it's this this past summer. Yeah, so the, the reigning summer champion. Yeah. So you can make an argument, and I know Pease, we talked about this that Pinchello's didn't win that game, but Ravens lost that game. No, I was actually Pinchello's did enough to I win. Don't get me wrong, but they also didn't. Vince have Romano an himself impressed me a ton that game. In terms of his poise, his play calling, um, but you're right that it's not like he had to go score for score, right? So versus now you're up against the gun against a lot of these teams, right? Like if teams are going to score five, six times a game, are you going to be able to keep up? Do you well, what's have that offensive yeah. pressure? What's interesting can. is Ravens were this caliber of team, right? They're at least a Div Five team. I've argued on the show. I don't know if it was a show where we had audio or not, but I argued that. They shouldn't even be in Div Five. They should be the four team, and yeah. um, they beat them in the final in Div Six. So I mean, um, it's sort of like the NC State. They're not. The, uh, they're not far. Is my point? No. Like I like I know we went back and forth to them, and and like you know, if you don't get the the show by now, you're not going to get the show. No, um, you don't get it. But the thing is, the thing is, is that we. Like they're not they're not far away, right? They're not they're they're an improving team, but it's not there yet. That's all it is. It yeah, might take a they, season. They still got some gaps though, and, yeah. and they still have they that need hothead speed. mentality that has to kind of curb itself yeah. down. What's Just the story with uh, with Longhorns. Well, that's it, right? I mean, you look Ooh. at them now, and and what's happened with this? It's team? five A P's. So look at this roster. This roster's good. It's, it's a good. This roster's really good. Is it? 
For five A, yes. Is it? Yes. It's good it for thirty five plus. I I've I'm worried about Chris Rosen and Jim Clatheris on this team. Why? And not even worried. No, no, like I'm saying, those are the only two guys I even have to think about. Okay. You know, like Dave Allen is is throwing. He's not even snapping. They don't have John Moody throwing. Um, Kevin Kusai is a very good baker. Yeah, but to to put up 33 points in three games with this roster in 5A, like, I understand the speed factor isn't there, obviously. Like, the defense I can justify. But... You've scored five times in three games and they got the Ravens with this up. roster. Well, you just throw the ball to Chris Rosen. He'll just carry you to wins. But that's what, they, that's what they've been doing. Yeah, but there's only five in three games? That doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. there's so many more people you, you could be giving the ball goobers, to here. Dude. You lost the Good for Goobers, man. They got shut out by the Good for Goobers. Good for Goobers are not bad, man. No, but... but They're not bad at all. Like, no, this is not the, this is not the Jared Taylor Good for Goobers. From but, like, like, if you just put Max Bira on, on Rosen, Rosen shouldn't get a target. No, and they got Ravens coming up. And that's not gonna be easy, man. We're, we're looking at. Yeah, I'm loss. looking at this, dude. You're way off base. Goofy Goobers are by far a better team than Longhorns. They're different division as far as I'm concerned. I hope so. By the way, they do play the Panchellas though in two weeks. So, so, so in your mind, what matchups do they win when like Goofy Goobers have Max Bira, Kevin Smuda? Uh, I'm assuming Colby Bira has some athleticism if his brother is that athletic. Yeah, you and so. and Matt Matt Litwin, like they're good. They're legitimately like title contender in five. I always think about the Jared Taylor. Drive the field with all hooks. Yeah, well, he was he was their initial quarterback. Yeah, he was. I saw a few of the guys on Sunday. I'm like, oh man, yeah, I forgot about you guys, man. Anyway, uh, but like for for Longhorns though, um, I maybe it's Los Banditos, but them too, they've had a tough ride getting on track. Los Banditos though, um, the 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 talent is is there. We've seen it. Um, the top end, of course, in, in Vincent Benjamin and, and Louis Savoie Seguin. Uh, Julian Wilson also is a guy who can do damage. Yeah. Like again, if you're if you're drafting players, right? How far how far do you go before you take a player from Longhorns? Before, like to me, the first three picks are Bandidos. Yeah, I, I go Vincent Benjamin first overall, Louis Savoie Seguin, Julian Wilson, maybe Francois Desrochers over Dave Allen. Yeah, the, those those three so guys. Four guys. Yeah. Uh, Carl Janelle, it's it, and, and like Adam Rosen is close. But Bandidos, I, I saw the game against the Reeds, and and they got crushed, and now they rebound back with a win against Longhorns, as you made the point right now. But can they put it together now finally and get some wins in a row? I don't know. I don't know if they can or not. I mean, they have Step Rose next week. That should probably be a win. Longhorns? No, uh, Bandidos. Oh, I thought we were doing Longhorns. No, we're doing Banditos as well. Okay. They're also in the, in the equation. The equation. My mistake. Well. I got confused. No worries. Um, Banditos, I think they'll they'll be sort of middle of the pack and they'll even out. Uh, France, Francis Francis is just not consistent as a quarterback. Yeah, but the team is talented. Um, and in their last week, you know, they they got four turnovers. Um, Vincent Benjamin getting one of them. Julian Wilson getting two more. Like it's 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 the fi- you know the guys who are going to cause issues for you on defense, right? Mm-hmm. They're and they're good enough that you can't avoid them all. Like they're, they're, there's enough talent you can't just throw away from all their best defenders because right. their top three or four guys are really, really good. Um, so I think they're going to kind of even out. I'm, I'm more worried for Longhorns th- the, this season. Yeah. It, it, like this group, they're, they're the ones who worry me most. They might be the old horns by the time it's all said and done here. The long and the tooth horns. Exactly. It just, like, 
look, they want to play with their friends, and it's awesome. It just you have to. If that's the case, you need to manage expectations. Thirty-five plus. Uh, Metaverse. They are off to a really good start. Are they false kings? Or are you thinking that they could be the real kings of their run? Well, we'll know by week five ish. The level of kingdomhood, you know. Did you guys create your your meta avatars yet? No, Again, no. the only thing I'm worried about is Terry buying my house in the metaverse. It so really worries no. me. Um, I'm trying to convince my wife to at least buy her own house. She's not. Uh, she's not followed up. Um, so we've talked I, again. I don't know if we've talked about them with or without volume. They they're the opposite of Longhorns. They're young and fast. Very fast. Uh, Jacob Boydman is the best underused snapper in FPF. Um, Noah Groper is ridiculous, um, and Jonathan Perez is nice. Like he can he can make plays. My question is, do they have the cap room now that the that the uh, vaccine mandate's been lifted to to reclaim Dondre Borden? Because if so, then this team goes from being really good to ridiculous. And probably the team to beat. Yeah, that, that that gives them that one extra guy, right? Like I already think they're they're one of the better teams, um, but they're a little matchup dependent, right? Right. Um, but you know what? Like, they, Greg Castile's on the team, Corey Walowski's on the team too, so they they add some some knowledge as well. Um, it's a good team, man. Yeah, I th- I think look their their first three games, their wins have come against. Uh, I looked at it before Goofy Goobers one by one. Pincello's rather easy for them, and they beat Dulce by by a score or two. Um, when you think about it now, they, they, I think they can hit they can hit eight wins. They do have that tricky game against uh, Wuba Luba Dub Dubs, whatever you want to call them, or Dub Ws, whatever you, you want to call no them. No concept of any pop culture, eh? Yeah, I know. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, I had a good laugh with these guys. Uh, I, I was making fun of them on, on Monday with their names, so that's why they know what I was referring to. So anyway, right. but this is a loaded team when you look at the overall roster composition of what they have and you're right though if a guy like Corey Wolosky can be that uh, leader that they can lean on in certain situations uh, for them to grow upon and if it's a third down on an offense here he knows what can happen in that situation and look Groper is a guy that we've you and I and Eagle have known for many years who has played and has dominated the lower divisions has been underrated at times and no one talks about enough that he can single-handedly crush teams I love when, when sports media says underrated because we're literally the ones rating. No, but the thing, I know, I know. From, from the perspective that yeah. there's no there's no higher teams out there saying, hey, let's let's go get no so, Roper. So, and I, I actually, if we can pat ourselves on the back, we've been saying for a long time, the key to upper division success at some point is go get all these athletic freaks in the low division who have no cap hit. Yeah. Like it's not like before that you could just add whoever you want. You need to con- you need to con- to fit a cap, and we're seeing teams start to do that. Right. right. We talked about it in the higher division shows already. Um, but for Metaverse and and Noah Groper, the Ghost is gonna Ghost is gonna be their first challenge because the, the Ghost scored a paltry thirty two points this week. They barely Only. moved on for their Only. by their standards by how they're playing. It was that, low. That's low, right? And and uh, Jamal Roach is one of my favorite low division quarterbacks right now. Um, and his ability to throw on a run is is familiar with his with his familiarity with his players. Um, I was going to say familiarism, which is not a word. That's not a word. Um, and like early on, he he had to rely on, in, in, I think it was in spring or in fall, he had to rely heavily on Alex no- Noel and uh, Gab Wiseman. We're seeing like Kenny Boutelier leading the team in touchdowns, right? So like yeah. he's l- using all the pieces around him. 
Yeah, it's going to help him. It's going to help him for sure. And look, right now, when you see how it is for ghosts, like they got the Ravens chasing them up right now. And that side of the conference is not easy because you got the mighty six balls deep. You got those teams still in play uh, for the one seed. And that comes up to my next question about balls deep. Do they finally have their act together, PZ, that they are not going to be the pushover as they were last spring? Can we stop calling teams balls deep? It's not creative. It's not even funny. But look, look, Eagle, look how many th- balls deep there are. And there's the, the and there's been Zs. There's been Ss. There's the there's one word balls deep. You're never clever. You're never funny. It's terrible. Yeah, but they are off to a good start though. And do they finally have their act together? I want to say no just because the team name, but I won't do it. Let's actually look at it. Um, th- they are off to a good start, uh, no doubt. Uh, Eagle, can we see the uh, schedule? Because I'm I'm bringing up the roster here, yep. but I'd, I'd like to see where they're at. Yeah, look, they um, got they got Vulture two coming up. Ravens next two weeks here. Uh, so they they beating Goofy Goobers is a big one. Yeah, that's that's the that that's uh, that was week three win for them. Yeah, like that that that's a a good indication um, of their ability. Um, they got Ghost final week of the season. Yeah, and and, Vul- and Vultures to point out, Vultures to point out are not as strong as the the the, the main core uh, Vultures, but they're um, they're okay. Yeah. They're, they're they're still they're still going to be uh, competitive. And Ravens in the following week, it, it's it's where they're gonna they're gonna start to see some uh, some tests. Justin Weir developing uh, as a quarterback, uh, he's he's, a, he's greatly improved. Uh, his quarterback rating has skyrocketed this season. Right. Um, and like they took a week one loss to the Reed, and we're like, oh well, maybe that's just because it's a week one thing. Maybe the Reed are good, by the way, because we've seen them like be competitive and 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 they're blow out banditos. They're pick six in yeah. teams right now. Um. The thing is, I don't know if they have enough depth. Ryan Dobbs Garnett is going to have an impact on this division. Matthew Peacock is excellent. Curly McCall is one of the most versatile players who doesn't get any recognition. Kind of what you said about Noah Groper. We've underrated him for years. Yes, he's even though he's been a teammate of mine. He's the underrated of underrated players. Yeah. Um, the they are effective enough that they can win in a multitude of ways. They can score a lot of points, and if the game gets tight. It seems as though uh, Weir's gone to the point where he can execute well enough to win a, f- a game where he only gets four scores right. and, and get some help from the defense. Um, it's not a perfect roster. I think it's got it's top-heavy. The top three, four positions are solid, and then it, there's a bit of a fall-off. Um, but again, they beat a team who I think is just really young and dynamic and quick and goofy goobers. Um, but I'm curious to see the next two games where they face off against some speed and vultures and Ravens who are just a smart systemic team. Right. Um, lockdown, 3-0, are they ep- the epitome of the False Kings <laughs> label? I, well, no, soon enough. I actually think... Um, they we, ran... We, I think we talked about this off... Uh, oh, not off air, but off mic last week with, uh, with no volume... Retiree is in a weird spot where he's probably too good to be throwing in Division Five A, but when you, like against that other tier of quarterbacks that just moved up in Division Four, he couldn't really lead an offense that can compete. Like stuck, we saw that in the past few place. Yeah, so I think the thing is they're gonna do fine. I don't know if they're championship level fine, but they're gonna do fine. 
<laughs> and then he's gonna get so bumped up in division is, four. <laughs> the question <laughs> right? is, because uh, he's, he's on the he's on the he's on the cusp, right, of moving up into division yeah. four. So here's the question, though: it's a well built it's a well built roster by lockdown in a long time, though. That's yeah, first time in a long time. So the question is, will they be will we be missing Eagle for the road show? Maybe for day uh, one. The, I, I would say whether or not they're false kings, they are somewhat matchup dependent. Would you agree, Eagle? Um, less so this time around. Less than I, earlier, yeah. The I mean, I, obviously, I'm biased. Um, the same problems that we've always always had regarding our playbook are still here, except this team can actually execute. Versus yeah. in the past, we've always struggled with that. Uh, and I'm not gonna get into the specifics, but you know what I'm talking about, essentially. I know more than anybody else. <laughs> so, so this roster helps yeah. in that sense. Defense is doing really well, all things considered. A little bit of blown coverage here and there, but oh but again, yeah, like, yeah, a couple so blown coverages yesterday. The, Don't the, yeah. Based, so the last time lockdown, we saw lockdown struggling, was in a variation of what is now Div Four B, right? And there, uh, I mean, mean, like in the fall, couple there was there was two big problems we had. One was roster inconsistency Mm -hmm. because we kind of reached the point in our lives where everyone's busy on a random night and communication is bad. So you know, games at ten, I show, I find out about nine, a guy's not coming, and it's like, okay, well, that's great. But but I'm saying, and another one was, yeah, the 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 competition competition in spring from Division D is now in Division Four, and lockdowns not only Division Five but Division Five B. Yeah, so. Kudos to you, Eagle. Well-built team because they qualified to be... Thank you, free agents. Um, and the free agents are paying off, right? Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. You know, Reese Morgan Tracy uh, has already had an impact on the team. Right. Um, that's uh, some speed that was missing. And like guys like uh, Max mm-hmm. Newcastle, Stephen Alberico are as reliable as they come. They're not the most dynamic players. They're just solid players. Yeah. So... They no longer have to lead the offense. They can just contribute to the offense. Oh, by the way, um, so retiree went 14-15. His one missed target, Eagle. No, no, that's not true. That is true. No, that is that not is true, true because Max Newcastle came in for that ball on the corner route. You were there. The one, no, it doesn't make any sense, Mo. The one oh, incompletion comes, comes the is the interception, which was bounced off of someone's hands into the San Francisco 69ers. Is it your hands? Because it, it says you have it a is, target and no catches. Really? You want to check play-by-play and see exactly when that was? Because it was literally right here. Passed by M. Newcastle to A. D'Aquila was incomplete. You want to see the incompletion? It's going to be the interception about midway through the first half. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like Eagles' uh, lack of catch yeah. turned to be a turnover. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what exactly. I'm getting from this. Nope. Exactly. Nope. That is yeah. inc- So incorrect. throwing to Eagles dangerous. Exactly. Eagles toxic. Uh, hey, by the way. Uh, I've often thought that. For sure. Uh, team se- before we go to break, Team Sexy. Have you seen this team yet or no? Uh, I have not seen the play. Great name. Yeah. Okay, dude, these guys are, are, are characters. If we can get the roster up here. So I've seen them a couple times here. Can't believe I just typed the name sexy into our team <laughs> yeah, list. Yeah, I'm sure Rob. Can't believe Rob let, let that go through. Okay, so team Okay, sexy. wait, wait, wait. Can we? I take that back. These are nice jerseys. Yeah, I like this. This yeah, is good. They got some, they this is the equivalent of like, uh, what, Juicy written on the sweatpants. Yes, yeah, this yes. is the equivalent for men right yeah, here. Exactly, on the chest. Um, so this week one. They look like a cast of a movie that would not be considered inappropriate. Perhaps, yes. So we like didn't age well. No, it did not. Week one in Brossard, they all show up in NFL uniforms. You know, like ones wearing a Ju- Jerry Judy uniform, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Problem was, everyone had sh- pockets in their shorts. Classic. And 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 the captain of the team, who was the quarterback, what's his name? Uh, I forget the name. I just want to make sure I have the name properly here. 
Benjamin uh, Berbier. Yeah, uh, Bear so Breyer. He's, like, he's like, dude, I'm, I didn't know. I go, yeah, dude, it's one of the first rules that's mentioned that no pog is allowed. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so they've grown since that day. And watching them play yesterday, they have a bit of swag, confidence, and arrogance on the on the football field. And with them now 2-1, uh, they got kind of reamed by Steve the Horse in week one here. They're starting but that's to catch, their first ever game in FBI. That's right. But they're, they're starting to catch an eye. They're starting to catch my eye on what they're building up here. And the next couple of games will be tricky because replacements and trap stars is going to be the game that I can't wait to watch. Trap stars is the first. That's going to be a real test. Replacements for them. are still struggling. Um, yeah, but so Red Dragons is a solid win. Air Force One is a serious win. Yeah, that's a. Ser- I thought Air Force One was going to walk away with the division. We all did. You know, we so, all did. So um, that's as impressive as it comes. Um, He's got this Baker Mayfield uh, to him, uh, the quarterback. Bear Breyer? Bear Breyer, yeah. The Bear. We'll call him the Bear now. Yeah. The Be Bear's bear. got this bigger Mayfield to him. Like like Oklahoma style, not not Cleveland Brown style. Like Oklahoma, I'm going to, you know, walk around, swaggering around. Going to run away from the cops and get caught. Yeah, yeah. You know, go on, you know, point my middle fingers at KU and stuff like that. And honestly, that's how he is. Like Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma style of, of play. And now with where they're at in terms of, of the overall standings, that, look, they're one game off from a top two seed. Um, again, that speakeasy game is going to be a true test for them, and we'll know if they're going to be a real deal going towards the second half of the year. Look, in in three games so far, they've had six interceptions. Two interceptions a game is going to give going to put you in a position to get at least one score. To, yeah, at least like you're getting extra possessions here, so that's going to help your your quote unquote rookie quarterback, right? Um, and Berbier on on his end is only been over once. Call him the bear. Yeah. Bear Breyer. Sorry, I keep saying Bear because I, yeah. I'm looking quickly and then turning to you to speak, Mo. And I, I, the uh, Bear. We'll call so him the, All right, Bishop, Bishop Sycamore, they're 0-3. Uh, our boy Tommy Rodley. Uh, Trajados. good arm, but uh, right now. You get scared off by Latin names, huh? I do, yes. Yeah, I, I noticed do, that. I do. Uh, anyway, so when we look at this right now with what they've built up, how do they get back to that playoff picture piece moving forward? Um. So, they had a tough start to the season. They played the best three teams in the division to start, right? Like, party mix. And week four isn't any better. No. No, 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 no. it sucks. Um, But at least two and a half kittens are not like a co-ed team yet. They're just a team with a lot of knowledge. Um, And, like, so party mix scored 40 points in them, right? So, um, until Joey Taylor really learns the, the sort of the ropes in co-ed and, and learns the, the strength of, of, of the women on his team. Um, you know, we see in this game, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Bruce, Stephanie Bruce and Sean, uh, Mutuzis. I have trouble with Greek names. Um, they combined for four, ca- for four targets, for five targets, sorry. Uh, and, and four catches. So like they're not involved enough in the game plan and, what that does is it means you're you're basically playing with three receivers. Um, you're not going to win a game that way. So Bishop Sycamore has them this week, and that can play that can play to their advantage because Bishop Sycamore they're playing decently well. They scored a decent amount on uh, party mix and haven't really returned to form yet. Right. But they also then faced Easy Fun and, and Power Rangers. That that crew of teams are going to be the the top of, of this co division. Yeah, and we spoke about it last week with, with Bishop, Bishop Sycamore. You know, it's a, it's a good core. I mean, Omar Torre is a good player. 
Uh, I mean, look, he was one for seven on, on targets, one catch to seven targets uh, for a touchdown. Uh, you got Gabalus, who, who uh, as I said to you last week, is an athlete coming from the uh, the uh, the Zachary Jordan. Sorry, Zachary Jordan Alexi. Jordan Alexi. Yeah, Alexi. Yeah. Sorry, I lost my train. It's <laughs> the same thing as last week, which again, nobody knows. No, exactly. But the, they 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 have pieces here, peas. Yeah. But you're right. That schedule does not help. Like if if they had a, sort of like a built up schedule, like a Mortal Kombat, where you go with the weakest uh, fight and into the hardest by eventually. Uh, round 20, that maybe they would pr- kind of get better by playing the easier teams first. But this probably toughened them up a little bit here, where now when they do play the so-called bottom half of the league, they should be more equipped to win those seven matches. Doesn't Jessica uh, Bostampin have a university pedigree also? I don't know. I don't. If I'm not mistaken, she's a uni- she's an university-level athlete. Let me look it up here. Bostampin. I'll just, you don't have to say that. I can keep talking about stuff while you I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. You remember the show that we do? Yeah. The show that we're on? Um, yeah, so like the, the, the schedule lightens up a little bit. Um, two and a half kittens is a game that they can win, although it won't be easy. Uh, average and Savage is a team they absolutely can win, uh, can beat uh, before facing Power Rangers again. So th- they got to they gotta try everything they can to win those two out of three. Um, because they do face two and a half kittens twice, and while I do think they can beat them, I don't think they'll beat them twice this season. So try and get the win early if you can. Yeah. So uh, she definitely she plays for University of Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what she is. Uh, uh, actually, they might be the most talented team in the division. The most athletic gifted yeah. team here with what they have built up. So, so she actually has her own ranking on the World Athletics page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it's big time. Athlete code. Yeah, yeah. She's big time here. Like, uh, good for her though. Anyway, um, so looking at this division now and what we have lined up in terms of what's left over, uh, Frank Delorier, would you say he is the early leader for the quarterback of the year nomination? He was in the preseason as well, right? Like, he's who we thought uh, would be leading this division in terms of uh, of uh, quarterback of the year, the quarterback of the year race, right? Um. Yeah. But can that probably to to a championship for them though? They should win the championship. Like they're 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 a good combination of experience and co ed and overall talent on the team. Um to me that, that sort of makes them um dangerous in that way, right? And and Frosted Laurier his system is working. I talked about a, a play I saw in week two where he threw the ball so behind his receiver on a slant where it should have gone to the defender's chest, yeah, and his receiver reached back to grab it. Um, really impressive catch. But, but party mix to me is the best built team, top to bottom. Um, Mary Lou Cote Noel is excellent. Um, Olivier Laberge. That is a cute Omar team Torre. picture. Look at this. It is cute. That's very actually. Nice. That's how you know you're getting old enough, FPF when the kids start entering. The, the kids team are pictures. involved. Yes. Um, Catherine Pichet also. Uh, is an excellent player. So, to me, he was the leader in the clubhouse for quarterback of the year. Joey Taylor probably would be just based on sort of um, his abilities and his bizarre playbook. But again, I don't think he's playing with a full f- set of five receivers yet. No, but here's the thing about about party mix that that I want to see them because you look at their schedule. That's the big one coming up for them. 
Well, I was going to say check out the game and everything. He actually yeah. is using all his receivers. George yeah. He, he, but so he, look at the targets for yeah. the women. It's it's not a lot. It's not for a lot of yardage. It's He's not setting them up in a position where they can uh, – like one of the things you can do in, in, in a co-ed is because the men typically cover the other men is you use your male receivers to push the, the coverage and – you can dump it off to your your female receivers who then have all the yards. So uh, look at the next right? game. That's that's the game right there. Party mix against Power Rangers for for Party Mix. This yeah. is they have more to lose, I think, than Power Rangers do. I mean it's a regular season game, so you have the same amount to lose. No, no, but I'm saying that in terms of the momentum level. Because But I see I don't think that I don't think Party Mix it doesn't the momentum doesn't matter for them because they knew they were the top dog coming in. So if they drop a game to Power Rangers, whatever Power Rangers are good. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it w- doesn't worry me that much. I, I think it sets a tone for them moving forward. I, I think it, it would set a I tone disagree. for them. You might, that's your opinion, right? For me, if they win this game, I think it gives them even more confidence that they control. Listen, the turn. All I have to say game. about your opinion is Mandela. You. Mandela effect. Your <laughs> opinion Mandela didn't happen. Coming through. You agree with me? I agree with you, even though I don't agree with you. That's how it is, right? Yeah. So um, no, like the thing is, again, so. It's a week five game for a team expected to basically win somewhere between eight to ten games. So right. if they take a loss here, it doesn't ultimately matter. Um, like to be a team like Easy Fun to stay atop of the rankings, knowing that either insanely talented but not quite as good as sort of uh, as party mix, let's say. Like right. that's a team where a midseason loss might sort of shape their season differently. Um, so one of the teams left, uh, average, average and savage, excuse me, try throw here, average and savage, Sriracha hot chili sauce and Bishop Sycamore. Um, who has the horsepower to kind of get themselves back into the level of prosperity? Can I say none? Yeah, you can. None. But, um, yeah, average it. and savage is interesting. Uh, so if you can't be the top tier, be interesting. Uh, and I think they have that. Um, Alexis Labonte is a wealth of knowledge in FPF. Um, he's not quite been effective enough yet mm-hmm. uh, at quarterback. Uh, Lam- Lambert Harvey is very, very, very good. He he had a stint, and I think did four, did five a couple of years ago, where he he did some real damage. Um, Julien Prou, of course, uh, really good as well. But uh, Jean Gravel is a very solid receiver who's going to make a lot of plays for this team. And Rachel Gagnon, I think, um, she's not been effective yet. She's not on the same page with Lexi Labonte. Uh, the game that I saw against Party Mix, um, he missed her on one occasion. And um, it just seems like Alexi Labonte needs to simplify the game plan a little bit. He's, he's calling sort of a game plan that he would have called with a team that had a little bit more firepower. He's taking a lot of deep shots. And to right. his credit, connected on a deep one late in the game. Uh, the game was already done by that point. But just to you know, get get sort of something positive for your team. Um, so um, that was the last time we've seen them out. Um, so I'm hoping they turn around. They did tie two and a half kittens who, who are sort of like a mid-tier team, right? Right. In this division. So um, it shows that they can compete, which that's enough at this point. Like they – I. I Nobody thinks they're going to win. So if they can make it into the playoffs and, and have an upset win against somebody, right. that's not bad. That's, yeah. a good, that's a successful season for them. Uh, switching now over to uh, the Tier 2 of this uh, lovely co-ed division of ours. Uh, fit squad, 
are you into them or are you kind of like, eh, I'll wait and see how these guys are in, in weeks four, five, and six, and seven? So I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed with how they started. They beat Kiss Manson, who were one, one of the front runners um, this past week. Um, David DeAndre had an off game. He, that's going to happen with him sometimes. It's just, you know, he's a middle-tier quarterback. He's a guy who's going to have great games and right. have weak games. Um, he... He struggled. On the other hand, Veronique Dumais was good. She did enough to win the game. Uh, the defense helped her out a lot. Um, and she got her hands on a pass defensively, as did Simon uh, Taillé, uh, who intercepted a pass. And, uh, of course, the big defensive game by uh, Bujem Asada uh, with a sack, two interceptions, knocked down the pass as well. Um, it made for a very difficult outing. Um and we see here, like, a team typically really good at using its female athletes. Uh, Erica Dubois had a single target, no catch, and that's it. That's not good. That's not good. No, that's not that's good. not good at all. Um, and we talked last week again in the Unheard episode. Abigail Cockerton is one of the most um, reliable snappers I've ever thrown to. You need to target her seven times a game. You need to find a way to target her seven times a game. It's it's a guaranteed five or six yard every single time. Right. There's not there's not a reason. Uh, three hundreds. What do we take from them? Uh, laying uh, a, a smackdown of forty seven points on Team Commando. So where do we look at this whole process? Excuse me. It's really dry in here, by the way. Oh my god. Sorry. Don't get choked up. I mean, it is winter in Montreal, so it is. Thank you. Uh, so what do we take from it as we peel off? the layers of this game here with them whooping up a team commando. Well, they tied Lasek last week. I know. Um, le- uh, then undefeated Lasek who <laughs> tied their first two games. Uh, did they lose? I, 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 I forgot no, the they're 0-1. Sorry, they, they did. They're 0-1-2 now. Yeah. They're 0-1-2. Um, wild start of the season <laughs> for them. But, um, you know, they, they, they beat up on, on team commando. Um, team commando is a team that's going to struggle. So that's fine because if you're want to see improvement you need to beat up on the weaker teams you right. need to be, win the games you should win um the fact that they allowed 26 points to team commando shows me that they're not quite at that next level yet because i just this is a team you should put away and not even have to worry about um them coming back into the game basically right. um but honestly it's really good uh george uh george jean louis Seven touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a great game. Right. That's a great game. Um, and only it did so on only fourteen completions. So it's big shots. It's 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 going downfield. That's how you put up all those points, right? So um, really, really, really uh, good game. But a lot of the targets again going to just Reka and Etienne Jean Bertin. And um, I want to see more of the receivers get involved. Uh, because again, it's uh, coeds. It's such a challenging league. If you're going to use l- a limited part of the field, you need to use all your receivers. Well, not only that though. You got to you got to get them in rhythm. Mm-hmm. And if you because if you need if they're wide open and you need them need them to make a play and you haven't thrown them all game, it's going to be tough for them to make a play. That's it. It's sort of like a goaltender in hockey yeah. or in soccer who doesn't face a shot for like the first 18 minutes of the game and then bam, they get scored on. So you want to get them in rhythm. And speaking of offense, though, with coed two. Peace, who's got the best offense and defense at this point of the year in co-ed two? Um, let's bring it up, Eagle. 
I mean, statistically, we can go take a look at the team stats. By the way, new tab here, which is kind of cool. So is it working out? Stats is not great. No, is it Carlo? Is it working out? Uh, I mean, here you go. The sorting is not great. Oh, sorting's always been a bitch. But why? Because Carlo. He just puts shit in order like in Excel. Because Carlo. Uh, um. So the offenses are. Yin Yang and Kiss My End Zone have probably the best overall receiving cores. But, um, you know, Gino DeFazio is not throwing for Yin Yang, right? So yeah. the quarterback play is not the best that the team has to offer. Uh, Kiss My End Zone um, has, like we talked about, David DeAndre is a guy throughout his career in FEF has been good but inconsistent, yeah. right? So, um, but I think that's enough in co-ed. Um, I've been impressed by Fit Squad actually on defense because they're winning games specifically on the strength of their defense. Eagle, what can you tell us based on your advanced analytics? Uh, not very much at this point. I mean, also, it's three games in, so it's trends don't appear yet as far as I understand. Now, granted, there's only eight games in the season, so your sample size is always going to be small, and I think that's the biggest issue we have when we start looking at true analytical stats when it comes to this already for the ratings you know we know what our thresholds are for looking at what's considered significant or not um spoiler three games is not it so yeah so less <laughs> sect less sect has been really really impressive so far on defense they've not allowed more than three touchdowns in the game right right this is a team this is a team that has I mean, that's the only way they're going to win games at this I point, I don't right? even know if they've won an FPF game yet. No, they have not. They haven't, right? No. So, Alison Francillon, five interceptions already, right? Um, Lorietti, six sacks. So, in terms of the counting stats, they're taking the ball away. They're putting the, the opposing quarterback in bad position. And they also added, by the way, Jessica Bostampen. Right. So, they added athleticism to a team that Athleticism wasn't even the issue. It was just sort of FPF knowledge. Understanding the games. So, um, you know, Raphael Bochante Bois is still struggling. Um, still throwing too many inter interceptions. Uh, but defensively, I'm very, very, very impressed. And two of the interceptions, by the way, for Alison Francillon, pick sixes. Yes, I'm going to help. I'm help at all. But you, I'm, trying, I'm trying to break down these defensive stats here, right? Trying to understand how these numbers work. Poorly. Yeah, like uh, 3D attempt. I guess that's third down attempt. Yeah. Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, there's literally a, a legend at the bottom corner here that explains exactly mm. what they are. I am legend. I, you are the legend. That's correct. That's correct. I mean, a stat that looks kind of really bad is Team Commando. Uh, opposing offenses on fourth down are 60% conversions against them. That's where you lose games, right? The, the, key, the key in FPF. Is your third and third fourth, and fourth down. down? Then look at that. I mean, literally. I mean, it doesn't work that way. But a hundred percent of plays are completed on third and fourth down. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not going to help you though. Uh, switching now over to the women's tier one. Uh, let's dive into it right now. So I wanted to shout out Francois yes. Delorier. Uh, he sent a whole bunch of information about the women's division. Uh, we're learning the women's division. It's still new to FPF. We want to give it some coverage, and we want to give it accurate coverage. We're going to bring on guests in future weeks. And it's tough, right? Because they their games are, are they're usually centralizer games. Like they're usually at Saint Laurent, for example. Or yeah. sometimes they're on Sunday afternoons. I, I caught a little Lachine. bit at Lachine uh, week two, uh, but 
knowing also, the rules are slightly different too, right? Yeah, five, five on five, five smaller, smaller field. field. It's four downs to the middle, uh, four downs to t- to to get a touchdown. So it's like it's the international flag rules basically. It's yeah. not we 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 actually play sort of a an amalgam of sort of tackle and and flag rules. Yeah. Um, actually, just flag in general, right? Because normally flag is either five on five or seven on seven. Six on six variations are actually quite rare. Well, yeah, exactly. Five on five is 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 the international like standard. I know yeah. there are seven on seven tournaments, but five on five is the international standard. Um, they there's no punts in in the women's league, so basically you gotta go for it. If you but if you turn the ball over, the other team just gets the ball at their, at their own five. Yeah, they, they they don't. There's not like we have a very complex rule of where you start based on positional w- yeah. uh, geography. Yeah. Um, QB can't run unless there's a handoff. So we got Jonathan Taylor type of uh, handoff. Like GMA rules, essentially. Yeah. Type yeah. Thing. Not really there, but... Well, GMA, GMA based their rules on yeah. the international play, right? right. So, um, so yeah. So it's... We have some information here. So as you ask me questions, hopefully I can... Uh, sure. So, you know, look... Uh, some analysis. So we're talking about right now... I thought it was Blue Pond. I misread it for right now. It's Blue Pond. Uh, very strong team in this division and how they've been built up so far. Dynamic offense. A lot of dynamism to work with. Emmanuel Bronsal. Um, can make the throws. But the question is, though, is this a complete offense that we're looking at right now in Tier 1 of the women's division here, please? Uh, Blue Pont? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I made the same mistake as you. Yeah. Blue Pont? Uh, they, they look to be, honestly. Um, I've been really impressed with sort of the the top two, the receiver 1, receiver 1A kind of thing with uh, Mathilde Sibylle and Beatrice Bouchard. Uh, both of them putting up great yards per catch. Uh, you know, it gives it shows some dynamism in uh, in sort of the the way that they play. They got cutting edge. But Emmanuel Bronsard hasn't turned the ball over. No, through three games. Um, so that's really really impressive. They their next two games are the test. So they play Brutes, which are UDM. Three if I'm mistaken. Yeah, three now right now. But they're the, they're the they're the UDM um, flag team. Flag team, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think if I'm getting this wrong, I apologize. Know that I am learning your division. So also, reach out to me. Uh, where you can find me is at Pizalaraka on Instagram, Pizalariz on uh, on uh, Facebook. Those are the easiest two ways to reach me. Mo, uh, you're at MoCon19. I'm re- I'm saying it just because we yes. do have an audience that just listens to and doesn't see the IG, tag. IG MoCon19. You know, there you go. IG and Twitter. Uh, you can find Mo there. Um, I'm I'm looking through my notes and I believe they that they're the uh, the Brutes are the UDM team. Brutes beat Concordia last week. Concordia just won the championship in Tampa. Yeah. Um. So hangover. That's well, it, but it, like you saw, you what saw the that? game of the week, right? Yeah, game of the week. Okay, sorry. I'm in the zone. Yeah. Give me the game. One shot. That's all that you got. That's all that I know. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to mute it, but it's not letting me mute it. Hey, this go to where the volume is. Hit the volume button. It literally won't let me click it. We have <laughs> one producer who can't Couldn't mute. Get us on air. And the other one who can, can mute, but yeah. can't mute properly. Anyway, anyway um, look, th- that division, though, Bruce Lebleu and Blue Paul, that's three teams at 3 0. Side note, check this out. It's on our YouTube channel. We're not going to play the whole thing there, but... No, but you can see place. the highlights for now. I'm shocked at Concordia only having a um, a single win through the first three games. Yeah, but, but is that this is the overhype of, of Concordia then? Because we, we, we talk about... It's kind of like the Patrick Mahomes effect. 
uh, like Sarah Parker being that type of level of of, uh, of dominance. So if you watch that game of the week, I yes. was and we know Sarah Parker for a long time. That was a at least in my opinion a very disappointing performance. But she's just had a couple of those though. Yeah, yeah her, that's her the game, thing. It's been her weird. game in the finals uh, was coed was was, was lethargic. Um, you know, um, but I don't know. She's she also just won the championship. No, no, it's that fun, right? No, like, sure. So I mean, sure. <laughs> it's a big. But that's deal. why it's a, it's uncharacteristic to be like, who's that ball destined to? Yeah. Right. Like, just chuck it but middle it, of down downfield. There, there's, there's a safety standing there with no receivers the nearby. The there's something about um, the communication of the plays that doesn't seem to be working well, uh, based on the, the game that we saw, um, where she's expecting the receivers to be in a place, or she's expecting the defense to do something. The time is not there, and it's not there. No, it's not there, and that's surprising to me. F- for this team. But here's um, the thing, though. But it's sort of like... I mean, that being said, like, give credit to, like, the Brutes and then Lee Bleu as well for taking advantage of that, right? Like, it's sure. one thing for having miscommunication on offense. Another thing to actually capitalize for the opposing team. Right, but here's the thing about about the Concordia team is that... Or with Sarah Parker-led teams is that they're sort of like the Patriots a little bit. You know, when Tom Brady was there, when they would have, like, a 1-2 and two start or 1-3. and three, Oh, is Tom done, you know? They're gonna rebound. They're yeah. gonna be fine, right? No doubt. But but just that the surprise effect of that we thought they would be one of the favorites to win or go clean sweep, or at least be a one loss team. To have two losses in the first three weeks is a little bit jarring in my books because we thought they would be a much more refined team, as you said before, with them going to Tampa to do what they did and crush the world at their feet. That at one and two, yeah, it is a little bit surprising in my books. But <laughs> Sanjin Gobehu throwing for 306 yards and Sarah Parker throwing for 298 is awesome. Like, this is, yeah. like, honestly, the, the execution in the women's league is is impressive. And imagine uh, there's a bigger field. They would have had like 500 yeah. yards each. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting to see uh, all these pieces on the Concordia roster, though. Like, Sana Ali's great. Carolyn Mokenjoubert, uh, obviously, putting up the numbers she did in this game, but obviously being a very talented receiver. And, and Rekha, who we saw in co we just talked about in Coed as a yeah. defensive player. Um, the team is well built all the way around. I'm just curious to see what it is that's going to change. Because I agree with you. Something's going to turn around. Maybe it's just Sarah Parker herself and her, her execution because she's turning over the ball at an uh, uncharacteristic rate right. for her. We also hold her to a ridiculous standard because of how good she's been. I mean, also, if you're only if it's five on five and your QB is one of those players and you have seven people with uh, receptions, you're rotating your offense regularly. Right. But they always do. Yeah. It's a team that's kind of built this way, though. Yeah. And like they're all better than anyone I've played with. So, I mean, like they're a really good team, you know. Um, So I think to to your point. Um, oh, I think I think they will turn around at some point. Um, and by the way, uh, just because we talked about Sarah Parker, she's now coaching uh, Saint Lo- um, Champlain Saint Lambert. Champlain Champlain Saint Lambert uh, Cavaliers. Uh, Flemar Rose, uh, Lorraine Beauchamp, are they too reliant on her with their one and two start? Um, likely because she's really good. Right. <laughs> she's sort of one of the names we recognize. Uh, in FPF, so definitely. Um, Emma Rousseau is really good too, um, and she's she's look she's tied in targets for the team, right? So I, I don't think it's they're overly reliant, but they do need her to be the big play receiver right. for them, and, and she has been. 
Um, that said, you know, the, the, the losses came to Les Bleus, who we just discussed as being a really, really good team. Um, and they played Griffins this week, who, who just put on an offensive display. Uh, Chloe, Picard, Chloe Picard was, was great, uh, putting up 275 yards. Um, the team, top to bottom, is really good. So I'm not – I haven't soured on Flamengo Rose. They, they lost the blowout to the team we thought they would blow them out mm-hmm. in, and they lost a game that was really close, a game they were leading going into the halftime, um, and Griffins just dominated the second half. Uh Unfortunately for um, Adrienne Cadoret, um, she was unable to continue the moment like from the momentum she had in the first half. They only scored four times, Mo. Like we said, you got to score five to, to guarantee your, pretty much guarantee yourself a victory in FPF. So uh, I'm hoping um, I'm hoping to see that turn around at some point. Um, but yeah, it's uh, the game also ended on a seven-yard touchdown pass to by the Griffins, right? So. That's the balance of the game right there. So at Tier 2, the Vaults, uh, they look like the, the top dogs of Tier 2. Um, from Vaudreuil, a high school team. Uh, Di Loretto and Levine playing very well for them. Um, so it's important to note the first week was all crossover games. Yes. Tier two. So the, yes. the records look worse than they are. Yes. Because there, there's a there's a huge difference between Tier 1 and Tier of 2. Of course. Or, uh, yeah, Tier 1 and tier, tier, tier 2. Tier 1 and Tier 2, that's right. So what we take from the Vaults now moving forward into the next three games coming up. Both have been good. They're, they're allowing too many points. Um, the, the the strength has been sort of the consistency of their offense. Uh, that said, <laughs> the only team they played in uh, Tier 2 mm-hmm. was VC Cubs, and they only allowed 13 points. And VC so, Cubs have their own issues right now. Yeah, so like that's the thing. is like The, the points that they've allowed were, came against Flamaros and, and Blupon. Blu, right. Blupon. I'm going to struggle with the name all season. Um, uh, maybe explain to me what it's supposed to mean, like with the references, and and that'll help me get it. Uh, do reach out to us. Tell us tell us what your team name is all about. <laughs> It'll help us get it wrong less often. Uh, not that we'll get it right. We'll just get it wrong less often. Right. <laughs> uh, VC Cubs, uh, the a young team. Uh, we know who's leading the the charge as a coach for them, with Tara Rakic as a coach for them. So when we look at them right now and the direction they can go with as they try to build up not only for the indoor but also for their outdoor flag team in the fall for Vanny College, what do we take from them moving now into the next phase of games? Um, the offense needs to be more methodical. Um, right. You know, you, you got you to aim to be towards 60% completions and to be under 50% like in this game against Volts. Uh, and this is a team that's you're equal. You're both tier two teams, right? right. Um, I'm willing to let sort of. There's no way this team is going to compete against sort of the, uh, you know, the university talent. No, it's, of it's, course not. You know, it's uh, yeah, What's the equivalent? The women's equivalent of boys playing against men, uh, uh, ladies playing against women. You know, like that kind of thing, where it's they're just not at that point in their development. To right? give the example, no disrespect to anyone, is kind of like. Uh, a Quebec team, like a Quebec, like say Laval being the best Quebec uh, women's basketball team facing UConn. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Not, it's, there's talent, but it's not the same level. Of yeah, it's, it's just not the same t- t- level for sure. Um, they, they Look, they got smoked by Griffin's first week because, again, the first week <laughs> was a bizarre scheduling choice to make the first week. All, no, all again, because it's week seven. Yes, that's, that's a good point, actually. Eagle. That's <laughs> a good point. Maybe that one was worth the reschedule. <laughs> um, 
But I, I thought the the game against Bolts would be closer. Um, so you know they have them again in in week five as a second half of a doubleheader. Right. So maybe they'll hold them closer the second time around. Um, they haven't had their they haven't found their footing yet. Uh, I I I'd like that the team is attempting a lot of passes. The, the, the offense is operating a little bit in a sandbox, but they're trying to get the ball moving. Right. It's not just taking deep shots and, and having four and outs. The, the, there is some uh, methodology to what they're doing, um, but the efficiency has to get better. Uh, Lori Willett needs to become a more efficient passer. Um, she's completing 47% of her passes. You, like I said, like... If getting this getting the sixty should be your goal for the season, if yeah. you end the season at like fifty four, fifty five percent, you're gonna start seeing someone's stacking up, right? right. So, um, especially given that they've only faced one tier one team, um, Lori Willett needs to step it up a little bit, um, and and you know she's she's targeting her main three receivers a lot, um, and Casey Ennis Ingerman, uh, Nikki. Limonadis and Emma Townsend Nassalain, um, they got the by far the bulk of the targets. Nobody else has more has double digits right through through three games. Um, so the other teams, especially by second half, they see what you're doing, and they can scheme that away. Right. All right. Let's dive into it quickly here with 35 plus. So as we get into that, as we wrap it up here for this week's episode. All right, peace. So like right now we got. In Tier 1, Monster and Montreal Spitfire 3-0. Then a drop-off, Old Age Outlaws and Shenanigans 0-3. I'm surprised by Shenanigans. This is a team that has had, you know, again, not to go before. You're more surprised by Shenanigans than Old Age Outlaws? Yeah, well, look, th- this is the, the PvP. Old Age Outlaws have, have a current Division Two quarterback who has a chance to win a quarterback of the year. Oh, no, well, quarterback of the year in Division Three anyway. Right, but this is before t- pieces time. Uh, what, what do you call it again? BBP. What do you call it again? Oh, Ben Lawler threw this week actually full days out law, so it wasn't it wasn't Stephen Harper's right. Side. But Shaggins again with their team. I know they're older in age here, but they have a good core that should be a lot better than what they are at zero and three. I don't know why they're zero and three in terms of the overall composition. Like Brian talked through as a Jay Ali, but these are guys that have had played had played in FPF many years ago. That but he hasn't sh- played in a while. No, he has no these guys have not played a while. Uh, there's no question about that besides um Tony Cord, who's played now still playing in the higher yeah. leagues. So but they also face Montreal Spitfire twice and Monster once. Yeah. And they face Montreal Spitfire again next week. Um you know like the thing is there's not a lot of var- variety in the teams as we know in, in thirty five plus yet. Right. So uh, given that they're going to face a lot of the same teams. But to me, I, I kind of want to see how that... Uh, there's three weeks in a row where they face old-age outlaws. I'm kind of curious to see how th- those games shake out because right. it's clear that neither of these teams are going to be uh, at the top of the table at any point. I don't think they have a legitimate chance to compete. It looks like a two-horse race to the championship. And that sucks. It does suck. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I honestly, I thought... I was excited for old-age outlaws because, you know, I'm I'm from new FPF. We we joke around all the time from before P's era and and uh, the P's era. So I like my P's era guys. I like Stephen Harpersad. I like yeah. I like sort of the uh, the kinship we've started to share with other leagues and how how they start playing in our league as well. So I like the flag has grown that way. Mm-hmm. So um, you know and, and like guys, seeing guys like Josh Levine return to FPF and seeing guys like Jason Stevenson still playing and um, and all of that. Um, I thought they would be competitive. 
and they just haven't been really. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see if they can at least compete between each other and then if either one can cause an upside in the playoffs. But I'm, I'm really doubting it. So flip it over now to Tier 2. Pacemakers are, are running away. They have a two-game lead on everyone else in the pack. Uh, Jason Rossi off to a f- good start, 14 TDs, 4 INTs. Um, is there anyone in that group of four, that or that group of three behind pacemakers that can catch up and maybe keep compete with them at all? So if I'm not mistaken, um, because, again, we're covering an entire league with different differing rules per division. Yeah. Uh, the Tier 2 is a draft division. It's like the Kirkland right, touch the Kirkland, draft. Yeah, elements. Um, so that that makes it uh, interesting. But I think having Jason Rossi as a quarterback in Tier 2 is a pretty clear-cut advantage, wouldn't you say? I think it is. Like he's, he's just really good. Yeah. Uh, again, a guy's a guy who's at the very least a, a, a competent Div 3 quarterback who will be competing for quarterback of the year. Right. Right? So, um, pacemakers definitely, to me, look to be the strongest team. JMJ's, JMJ and FPF are interesting because of the amount of points they've been scoring. Right. But they can't stop anything. No. <laughs> like, FPF especially. Um, it, it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough go of it. Um, Jeff Rosenblatt's been solid. Um, and, and OE in the game that he played uh, has been solid. But, like, they, they just – they allowed 50 this week to JMJ. <laughs> they they allowed they – what is it? Yeah, they, they've not allowed less than 30 points yet this season. Man. That's a lot of points all the time. You know, like, that is. It, it puts so much pressure on, on your quarterback. Uh, I'm guessing Rosenblatt is the, the main quarterback and OE filled in for that week. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of moving parts for with JMJ and stuff. Like he plays for FPF, but anyway, the the point is there's a lot of moving parts for the roster when it comes down to it, right? Because yeah. Jeff Rosblatt played, then Craig O'Brien came in as well. So yeah. it's it's going to be uh, again. It, it sucks and not to belittle this league, but it kind of feels like we have at least the finalists. Well, the when there's not enough, when there's not enough teams in division, that's going to happen. I was looking forward to seeing a uh, 35 plus East End division. They might have lured me into play Mo if it was. I know. I'm just not going all the way out west every week. Uh, New Ontario. But like that's the thing is until there's an like a a full other four team division, um, like it's like we have limited expectations for tier two because it's it's going to be more of a communal league. Yeah. Uh, just based on the fact that it's a draft league, right? Uh, but tier one, I think if we can get eight teams. Kind of like what we're seeing in women in co-ed. Like, women in co-ed has exploded. I thought 35 plus was going to be a faster growth than it hasn't. No, women's, I think, is going to get bigger next year. I think we might hit 20. Uh, it, and, and honestly, I, I give full credit to, like, that grassroots mo- movement because yeah. we did not enough to promote that. They took that. They brought it to us, and they made it awesome. I think we might get 20 <laughs> next year. I, I hope so because it's, it's – it's inc- the, the, the pace of play is incredible, and um, it's been – it's something they grew themselves. I want to see the 35-plus community start to do that themselves. I hope – well, I, well, the thing is, correct me if I'm wrong, Eags, maybe you can jump into this situation. Again, not to go too far here with the Roadshow in May, but what are we doing for the finals coverage for the women's division? 
we're going to do what we normally do, which is have a full production experience, live play-by-play, instant replay, streaming, okay. broadcasting, Good. all the usual stuff. Good. So, Will we reach a point where there's so many divisions that we're going to have two fields and two broadcast booths running concurrently? I think we are. It's very possible. Because we're running out of time to do this on a weekend. Yeah, this might yep. be like a three-day effect, not a two-day effect. All right, then. I think that's it for us. Boys well, I'm telling you, two fields. Two fields, two booths. Might, uh, and Eagle losing his mind. Yeah, yeah. Going back we'll have Iggy produce... Yeah, I'll, ju- I'll check all the config ahead of time, and all you have to do is version. not push the buttons. Yeah. He'll do the silent we'll version. put him in mittens so he can't touch the buttons. Yeah. You know, actually, this year, that's actually one of my things where I want to teach missing? someone else how to actually do it so I can oh, direct. the thing I've been telling you to do for five years? No. no. Yes. But yes. The problem is anyone I would teach is required to do broadcasting or camera work. I told you to teach Chapman back in the day. Yeah, and how'd that work out? Well, he's that's, not, that's he's not a learned right. person. Clearly. All right. Um, Games of the week. Oh, shit. Yes. Hold on. Hold on. Let's We're do it. Let's rip through them. All right. Let's go. One word answer. Let's go. Here we go. Yeah. All right. What do you think analysis? Just pick a game. All right. So let's uh, let's do this. We're going to go division one and two. We're just going to go down the list, guys. So we're just going to go in the order that's already here. Go. So for division one and two in week four, Flag Moalsack versus Terror Squad. I thought you were just going to give us Flag Moal. But I'll pick him anyway. Uh, hashtag NR, be ballers. NR. NR. Gryffindor, uh, FMS. Gryffindor. Outlaws, FMS. party crashers. I gotta make my pick. Hurry. Uh, uh, outlaws. Mo? Uh, who's playing? Outlaws, party crashers. Party crashers. Uh, outlaws. Braves, all stars. Braves. Braves. Team Swoosh, Udajan Smith-Dick. UM. UM. All hooks, Incredibles. Incredibles. All the hookers. Incredibles. And all hooks, the apocalypse. The apocalypse. Uh, all hooks. Okay, let's go Division 3. We have Silent Ticklers, Speed Academy. Uh, Ticklers. Ticklers. Silent Ticklers, Past Our Prime. T.O.P. Ticklers. Killabees, LGC. 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 Mangoose, Bearskins. 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 Easy W, Expendables. Expendables. Easy W. Thor's Hammer, Junkyard Dogs. Dogs. You know what? I'm going to pick... The upset here. Give me Thor's Hammer. Oh, no, wait. Thor's Hammer is the favorite. Give me Junkyard Dogs. I wanted to pick the underdog in this game. Lima Lud, Touch It, Catch It. Uh, touch It, Catch It. Touch It, Catch It. Lightweight Blessed. 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 And Oof. Oompa Loompa's Sheesh. 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 Division 4A. Uh, the Brotherhood, Les Bleu Branleurs. I'll be beat. KGP Raw, Big Fun. KGP. KGP. Top season, small giants. Small giants. Small giants. Blackouts, Hurley and Sons. Blackouts. Backyard bullies, nomads. Bullies. Backyard bullies. Takeover, Sparrows Cougars. Takeover. Takeover. Mongoose, the Stoics. Uh, Stoics. Stoics. And Santar Bruins. Santars. Yeah, Santars. All right, let's go for B. We're actually doing this pretty efficiently, guys. Honey Martin, the U. You. Ooh. Well, Honeymoon and False King, so the U. Arush, uh, Triple B. Arush. Arush. Ballers, Golden Eagles. Ballers. Golden Eagles, man. Ballers. Disappointing. Finessers, Voodoo. 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 Voodoo's good, man. Voodoo's really good. Vultures, Bandits. Uh, Vultures. Bandits. Liverpool, Hot Sauce Sports. Can't pick it. Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Uh, hot Sauce. Los Locos, East Side Boys. Locos. Los Locos. Sphinx, Mofos. Um, 
I'll pick Mofos over Aster Sphinx. Uh, team Ethnic, Lee Montagnard. Montagnard. And let's go 5A. We got ourselves. A st- nope, that's week five. Uh, Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs <laughs> versus Wubba. Kings of the North. Give me the dubs. Wubba Lubba. Uh, Mighty Six, Reet. Reet. The Reet. Pincello's Backwoods Football Club. Backwoods. Buffalo Wild Wings, Streets Ahead. Mm, streets ahead. Vultures, balls deep. Vultures, balls deep. Ghosts, metaverse. Ghosts, metaverse. Longhorns, ravens. 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 Uh, Los bandidos, stepros. Step LB. And goofy goobers versus dilfs. Goobers, goobs. All right, let's go five B. Uh, we have ourselves so Air Force be. One, San Francisco 49ers. F1. Replacements, Team Sexy. 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 Trailer Park Boys, Trap Stars. Trap Stars. Trailer Park Boys. Lockdown, Le Speakeasy. Lockdown. Uh, Lockdown. Red Dragons, Warriors. Red Dragons. Cookers. Cookers? Uh, <laughs> save the Turtles. Turf. Uh, threat Level Midnight, Save a Horse. Horse. What could have been two Pfizer's and Fat Half Johnson? Uh, what could have been? All right, Bynes and not Mustangs. Not Mustangs. <laughs> uh, not Mustangs means yes, we pick not Mustangs. Division six, prime time, the Off Island Boys. Prime time. Brewers, Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Uh, Stormers, Zidane La Frappe. Stormers. Your girlfriend's chill for us, the Spanish Inquisition. TSI. Uh, nice. Flag football team, Cavalier de Rohan. Uh, flag football team. Tropic Thunder, Beer Knights. Beer Knights. Free Agent Squad, Bethway Bandits. Uh, Bandits. Penetrators, Flamingos. Penetrators. Glory Boys, Demons. Glory Boys. Stratton Oakmont, the Step Bros. Step Bros. Maccabees, Toon Squad. Toon Squad. FKU, Dusters 2.0. FKU. Tooth Garni, uh, West Island Boys. West Island Boys. Seventh Rounders, Lionhearts. Rounders. V Town, Team Poland. V Town. Big Fat Bats, Henry Pisagang. Give me the propane and propane accessories. Uh, Wild Hogs, Thunder Buddies. Thunder Buddies. All right, let's go 35 plus. Got ourselves Old Age Outlaws, Monster. Monster. Shenanigans, Montreal Spitfire. Spitfire. Pacemakers, uh, Brody Windsor. Pacemakers. JMJ, FPF. FPF. All right, co-ed one. Such a tough one. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Power Rangers, Sriracha, Hot Chili Sauce. Power. Easy Fun, Average and Savage. Easy Fun. Fun. And Two and a Half Kittens, Bishop Sycamore. Uh, two and a Half Kittens, Full Win. All right, let's go co-ed two. La Sect, Kiss My End Zone. Yeah, kiss My End Zone. Fit Squad, Three Hunters. Yeah. Fit Squad. And Team Commando, Y&Y. and y right. And then lastly here, we're going to go Women's Division. There's so many teams. Uh, eyes are bleeding. Flamel Rose, Concordia. Concordia. They got to get they gotta get it right at some point. Yeah. Strangers, VC Cubs. Cubs. Uh, Red Nation, Volts. Volts. Brutes, Bleu Pond. Brutes, Brutes are really good. And Les Bleu, The Rock. Les Bleu. That was good, guys. That was really good. 
Look at Joe. You look dead. Yeah, you look like you're gonna die in your seat. Out of all those, which one's your game of the week? Oh, the third every, one. Everyone. <laughs> well, no, there, there were a few like specifically like oh. Honey Martin. The U is going to be a good one. That's, good That's a banger. Uh, How do you remember stuff after you say it? I know. I, mean, I don't. Remember I have what a I pretty say. good memory. Also, I cheat because I have all the games. Of course right? you do. But also, I think Division Three. I think there was another good one. Yeah, Thor's Hammer, Dunkirk Care Dogs. That's yeah, a That's, a good game. That's a solid game. JMJFPF. That's a good game too. So next week it's uh, Iggy, Eagle, and Peasy. I'm not here. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. Basketball assignment to do. Basketball. Yeah. It's not even March Madness yet. It is. It will be. It, no, no. By the time next show is, it hasn't started yet. Tournament starts on the seventeenth. Ooh, the, the night of. If it's just uh, on the, it's on the Tuesday, playing. actually. The playing yeah. games. So you got to submit your brackets by Monday nights, usually. And mine will be busted by Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, yours will be. It's over. It's over. All right. Uh, so North Texas, by the way, upset Kings. There you go. Uh, so next week it'll be PZ, Iggs, and Eagle. It'll be the fourth different lineup we've had here. So, few minor announcements on the administrative side. The team pictures that were taken this week. If you don't like yours, we'll probably retake it. We've got a few uh, feedback uh, c- complaints, I guess, that they were a little bit blurry or whatever it is. Get so we'll retake yourself. them. Individual pictures. If we're missing them, we'll do them. Um, so we'll catch and up on your stuff. One missing. more thing, just on a weather front, uh, they're expecting a snowstorm on Saturday. That was the biggest night for FPF because of the games in Brossard and Lachine. So just keep your eyes open for any updates that might pop up from here until. Yeah, we'll be Saturday. posting it on our socials and uh, yeah, Facebook and through an email and all that. I don't stuff. know if we can post it on the site. So probably just the socials and uh, and on. Uh, Emails, emails. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So captains so, check your emails. Yeah, keep your eyes open. We very it. rarely cancel games, but it has happened because if it's just not safe out there, then we yeah, don't want people saying they might close highways. That's yeah. how bad it is. So hopefully not, but uh, we'll see what happens on the weekend. So be safe out there. We'll see. I'll see you guys in a fortnight's time. Next week is PZ Eagle and I, or PZ and Eagle, whatever it is, and Iggy. Match worse, please. Giant spiders from Asia are poised to invade the U.S. East Coast. Yeah, Richard Eisen was really nervous about that. Uh, Good night, California. Wait, East Coast. You got the wrong coast. It's the wrong coast.